Good morning, good day, and good evening. Welcome to episode 124 of Tech for Tea. I am back with another returning guest. Welcome back to the show, Donald. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm your local washed-up YouTuber who hasn't touched YouTube in two fucking years. <laughs> yeah, has it actually been that long? Yeah. I know you're doing podcasts for a while. Sure I don't know. Well, you didn't do any more of the podcast, did you? I uh, know. Me and him got backed up with stuff because me and him both changed jobs. That's totally fair. And your last YouTube video uh, was using Pokemon to explain type switches, Golang type switch tutorial. Yeah, that should have been that should have been what twenty twenty, right? Uh, it, YouTube doesn't give me the date anymore. It just says one year okay, ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will say on your end, but yeah, publicly it doesn't say that. Right. What have you been doing, man? How you been doing? Oh, let's see. Got another job. That's pretty cool. Ooh. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about a ton because the I don't want to get the details, but it's no, in yeah, the web. Three, it's in the web three space. <laughs> <laughs> so i will say that okay, um right yeah yeah um but aside from that uh found out something interesting about our house that we bought back in october that i didn't know about which was, oh. uh, wasn't pleasant to find out oh that's always fun like, yeah like the front foundation walls about to fall over apparently oh <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> We had to move my fucking wife's office out of the basement because it flooded. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the place that I'm in right now, um, my housemate, when he bought the place, he's not very perceptive of problems that most people probably would be. Like, that one, that's like a problem that, you know, you can pretty easily miss. But when he bought the place, there was a leaking tap out the front. It's been leaking for about a year. Um, <laughs> the people he had renting the place didn't realize either. Uh, there was a gas leak from the, the gas meter box. Uh, half the lights in the house were dead, but they're the, so you know, like the, the overhead LEDs that aren't just like a regular like, screw in one. They're like the, oh, like, yeah. they got like a clip or something. You have to like put into the roof. I don't know. I don't know uh, what the thing's actually called, but like half yeah. of those were dead. So we have to replace those. Uh, we're in like this really flaky area with internet. So I would just be chilling, going through what I'm normally doing, and then it just cuts out for a moment, and just it's back. Like, okay, <laughs> that's what that's part of the reason why um he wanted to speed up getting fiber here. So now we have fiber. Mm -hmm. It's just now they connected the fiber, and they were like, "You have an account with us, but we don't even see you having like a copper connection. We'll get back to you to fix that." <laughs> <laughs> So, you know... I would, I would kill for some fiber, dude. Mm, well, even with fiber here, you can't really get that high speed of a connection. Like, I think the max speed for, like, general residential is, like, 250 by 100, which is better than I have, absolutely. But, mm. you know, you can't really get gigabit until you start going into the commercial space, sadly. Mm, true. But, like... I actually don't know how much it would cost to get Giga anyway. Like, I no, they're actually, sorry. There are some areas where they are starting to roll out gigabit. It's just some areas, even though they all have fiber, like, you can't get in some place, and yeah. Mm. Not a fun, uh, not a fun experience, that's for sure. How's the new house? Besides is, the stuff you said. It is going, okay, yeah, besides the stuff I said. It's going pretty well. Like, I, 
very clearly have a lot more space than I used to have. Like, I can, I can move now, which is nice. So, um, you know, I couldn't do that before, which means that I've also sort of replaced some stuff that I had before that I sort of just had because I didn't really have much space to do anything better. Like, I've got my standing desk now, which I've wanted to get for a very long time. All my monitors are now on a monitor arm, which I've also wanted for a very long time. And I replaced my uh, soundbar with a pair of um, studio monitors. So, nice. it is my camera lag. Wait, is my camera lagging on OBS? Wait, shit. I think it might be. That's Final Fix. Oh, my own. Um, you're, no, it's, it's the camera on like OBS itself. Like the. the uh. uh I'm going to try to do something to it. And that's okay. not that's going to freeze it. Oh, that's a good start. Um <laughs> let me see if I if I can fix it. Okay, I'm gonna take a we're gonna take a two second break and I'm gonna fix it. Five minutes into the show. <laughs> ah, what a good start. Uh everything seems like it's good now. I don't know if it was actually that bad, if it was just me. You know, it, it definitely seems like it's there was like maybe a half second delay before. Um, whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, you were saying about your, your Wayland setup just then. Oh, yeah, uh, so... I think from a combination of, like, I guess seeing you make a bunch of videos on it, and just seeing a bunch of people on, like, I don't know, places like Twitter and shit, mm. basically talk about how it's it's gotten to the point now where you could pretty much do most things mm -hmm. in a Wayland environment. Uh, I decided, fuck it, let me actually try doing a Wayland environment. Uh, what are you doing at Wayland? Window Manager, Gnome, KDE, what are you doing? uh sway ah okay yeah makes sense uh so that's actually what i was trying to get working on my original installation uh but yeah. for fucking life of me i could not get it to work um so the problem i had and i i googled this for hours and no one apparently i i could not find an answer to this or answer this problem was right. uh I never think configured as far as i could tell i i went through like fucking three or four guides about how to set up Wayland. That was what helped sway at me. And yeah. um, when I would go to start sway, it would say, "Hey, I can't find a graphics card to use to start up the backend." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> it's if I literally go to the fucking file system for the card, it's there. <laughs> I even specifically say, "Use this card," and it's and it won't oh, start. I didn't it know up. you could do that. Yes, there was apparently. Okay, I, cool. I think it's something. That, I think it's something that gets passed down to uh, what's that thing called? Excel roots or whatever it's called. Whatever that thing is, that's what he uses under the hood. WSL. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it just gets passed on down to it. Yeah, whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. Uh, but yeah, it just it just said, nope, sorry, I don't want to use that card. So uh, I just said, you know what? Fuck this. Uh, I backed up my entire home partition onto an external drive, and I just, I just, I just nuked the installation. Uh, I tried a couple of different distros that mm. just have like ready to go like sway flavors. Yep, yep. I tried um so what did I try? I tried the Manjaro Sway. Yeah. But I don't like Manjaro much anyway, mm. so I probably wasn't gonna keep that one anyway. Uh I actually tried to use the Arch install tool because it has a sway profile. Ah oh, yes, yes. Uh tried that. That came out fucked, so <laughs> <laughs> I nuked that again, <laughs> and um, and the one I ended up actually landing on and keeping because it feels like the best place to 
start at and then tweak is yeah. the uh, sway variant of Garuda. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if you're going to use something arch base, then Garuda is probably it's probably a fine place to be because Manjaro has its own repos, Arco has its own repos. I don't. Does Garuda have its own repos? I know Garuda's uh, a lot closer to being arch than something like Manjaro, though. Yeah, I I want to say it does, but then it also has I don't even know what this even necessarily is. They has something called a chaotic AUR. Oh no, that's a that's a third party thing separate from the AUR. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that that you can use just fine on anything. Uh, the chaotic <sighs> AUR is basically just they take the AUR and then pre-compile the binaries. So rather than uh... you know you download uh Firefox nightly or something, uh, <clears throat> they will actually go and compile that and make sure you don't have to compile Firefox in your uh, local system. Gotcha. I don't think that makes more sense. Mm. So how's Garuda Yeah, that's, that's what I'm running. Um, seems fine so far. Yeah? I don't. I need to go into the Sway config and actually change some stuff because some of the default key bindings were make no fucking sense to me. But uh, yep. I think once I change that and maybe if I get bored one day and want to tweak the color scheme and some other things and mm-hmm. I guess how certain windows are used or how certain programs are handled on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh seems like seems like it'd be a good starting point, really. What were you using before? Just Arch. Uh what were you running on Arch? BSPWM. Ah, okay. What made you want to switch anyway? Um, like I get that you're saying it's it like Wayland seems like it's gotten better, but like you know, yeah. even if it's gotten better, like, why do you want to give it a try now? I guess because I was basically starting over, kind of, well, not really starting over, but like starting something up back again anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I just figured, one, I just want to give it a try because usually just trying to do stuff like this tends to spark my brain and actually get the fuck off my ass and do shit in the first place. Yep. <laughs> um, that, and I kind of wanted to see, like, if I would like it better, mostly. Mm. Which, uh, I will say, even even the though the fact that BSPWM was like you know fairly lightweight for a window manager, this this is like acting even less lightweight, or even more lightweight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but that's probably that's more to do with Wayland having way less of a footprint than fucking all the X11 shit. Yeah, there's a couple of things going into that. So I don't know, like, are you running all the same applications? Like, are you trying to like build up your same sort of environment in Sway, or are you running less stuff? Um, I may end up using some of the same things. Yep. So like I'm using the same browser still. Um, I pretty much only ever use like either VS Code or Vim to edit stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So those both work, those both work from what I can tell. Yeah, yeah. OBS is already here. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I need to try to do other stuff yet, which is where, mm-hmm. I, as I mentioned before, I'm, I might start running into the uh, Wayland-specific problems that I might run into. Yeah. Um, what I was going to get to was Sway, from my experience, has been lighter as well. Like I've tried to build up this very similar sort of environment in Sway. It does <laughs> feel... I don't know if it feels lighter, because I think they still have roughly the same like system footprint, but it mm-hmm. feels snappier. If that makes sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part of that is due to the way that the driver situation works on the Wayland side. Um, so, X11 was made 
when did X when did X eleven come out? What what year is fucking X eleven from? I want to say something like eighty four. Um, oh yeah. Let me see. X eleven eighty four. Yes. Uh, and then it was a version. Okay, no, sorry. X protocol started in eighty four. The X eleven started in eighty seven. So when you build something like that, you sort of have a lot of you know baggage from the past. Uh, yeah, yeah. My my favorite is the fact that Xorg has a print server built into it. Like you can print to a printer. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sort of it has like this generic interface that treats printing to a screen and printing to like other devices as sort of the same thing. Um, mm. But the other main problem it has is the drivers. So you've probably if you 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 installed Arch, so yeah, you know, um, you would know that. When you install Xorg, you have two sets of drivers. You have the X11 yep. drivers, the XF86 ones, and then your 3D drivers. Yep. You don't have that on, on Wayland because it just has the 3D yep. drivers because it's mm-hmm. modern GPUs don't have 2D acceleration. They just do everything through 3D. Mm-hmm. Which I've had people fucking be like, oh, but modern GPUs do have 2D acceleration. Like, no, they literally don't. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We literally do not ha- have like 2D hardware acceleration anymore. It's all just 3D. Like, just stop. If you're gonna tell me something stupid, at least do a bit of research first. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably a big part of it. Um, hmm. It would be hard. Like, computers are confusing. Like, there's probably a number of things that are, uh, like, sort of adding into that. But I can definitely say that I've I've noticed it be. At least snappier, if if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Are you doing some coke down there? Those are my fucking cats doing something, and I'm <laughs> making sure she's not chewing on fucking cord or something. What are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Uh. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Come here. <laughs> uh. This is why I don't let you in here when I'm doing shit. Fuck off. <laughs> Jackass. Oh. Uh. Uh, my parents recently adopted some new cats. Um, the story of how they got them is kind of sad. Uh, the person who owned them was in like a domestic abuse situation, had to like get out of the house, and she couldn't mm-hmm. keep the, the cats with her. So, oh man. So my parents adopted them, and they're really nice cats. Um, they're these like I don't know how old they are, but they're like I I don't know cat breeds, but they're these ginger cats. They look mm-hmm. real cute. And they sort of settled into the house real quickly. They uh, showed up, and then that day, they're like, we own the house now. <laughs> Sounds like most cats. <laughs> well, they they brought him in together. and they It might have been different if it was just one of them that got brought in, but I mm-hmm. guess because they stayed together, it sort of helped them settle in a bit more. That makes sense. Mm. <sighs> but I'm happy that Wayland's been going well. I'm happy that, honestly, like, People are willing to give it a shot. Like, I know that there is this, there's been this sort of sentiment that Wayland is never going to be ready, but there's been a lot of work being done in the background that a lot of really smart people are doing. And it, it's the way that I look at Wayland, maybe your experience has been different, but the way that I look at it is Wayland is great. It's this really great idea, really great protocol with these gaping usability holes. And if you can avoid those holes, it's perfect. The problem is that for my use case, I have to jump headfirst into every hole. <laughs> well, can you name one of these holes? Uh, you can't use hotkeys in OBS. 
Oh, can you not? <laughs> I, I haven't tried that, so I didn't know that. Yeah, um, OBS uses a global hotkey system, and there's no hotkey API in Wayland, so uh... I don't have to do something specific for every compositor type, or we have to wait for the um, the there's a solution being done through portals, the same way they're doing like the screen capture, um, mm. things like that. Uh, I've had issues with gaming. I don't know if you've done any gaming on Wayland. I haven't tried it yet, no. Um, some games which were already a little bit flaky in the first case just don't work. Mm. Like, I was trying to play S8, for example, and it just would not even boot. But it did boot other times. So I'm not really sure what the deal was. Like, most things are fine. Like, most games are fine. But the the ones that were already kind of flaky, eh, not so much. Um, oh. How do you feel about the, the forced V-Sync? Because I know a lot of people are sort of, I guess, it's sort of a contentious thing. Uh, I don't think I've really noticed it, but I'm also really not a fan of a decision being made for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I think for like general, like I leave VSync on on Xorg, like, when I'm just generally using my computer. Um, mm -hmm. But... I guess it could be an issue for gaming. Did my camera start lagging again? I guess we're just going to have a laggy camera today. <laughs> I don't even know how this happened. I don't know when it happened, how it happened, what's going on. Whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. I. So, how long have you been using well uh, so far? Three days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, look, you've got plenty of time to start noticing some of the problems that... Um, Maybe haven't cropped up just yet. I'm sure. Why'd you uh, specifically go with Sway, though? Um, probably because out of the stuff that at least I read about that had Wayland implementations, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that was the one that seemed close enough to what I would normally use. Yep, but I also yep. i i did i did use i three like a little bit before, mm. so it, it's it, yeah it's very similar to i3, so. Well, going from BSPWM, which is a dynamic tiler, to i3, how's that been? Because i3 is a manual tiler, unless you're using a script to, like, help the tiling for you. Um, I want to say it already does the tiling for me. with Because uh, Garuda already had a lot of oh, stuff sort right, of baked yeah, in it, too. Yeah. Right, Garuda might have come with a script. Because out of the box, it tiles the same way that i3 does, which is it will just keep tiling in whatever direction it's currently set at. So if you mm. have a like, horizontal tiling set, it'll just keep going horizontally. Doesn't even matter uh, whatsoever. I don't think I... It looks like, by default, if I'm just like doing it, it's... um I forget what that pattern's called. It's basically going like... like oh, it Fibonacci. must have some sort of script. Yeah, yeah, it must have some sort of script installed then. Um, I don't know what it would have, but it might be the same one that I use. Because I... I liked the manual tiling when I used i3 then when i stopped using i3 and i used bspwm i realized how much worse manual tiling is <laughs> like i get it if you have a very specific workflow you need but you know <laughs> if you don't need it you might as well just use dynamic tiler it's gonna be much much simpler for you I'm trying to see if I can find real fast if there's actually anything in here that's doing that. 
guess is it. There's got to... If you go into your Sway config, there's probably launching something. Probably something like oh. Sway Tile or I3 Tile or something like that. Sway, let's get into the default. Because, um... Because you know, Sway is literally just a one-for-one -one replacement for I3. A lot of the... Actually, no, you know, like, I think all of the original i3 scripts do work just fine on Sway as well, which mm. is really nice, because it means that, you know, you're not building this entirely new thing and then have nothing built around it. Right. Can I up anything? Uh, uh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of shit in there, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, of course. This is great content right now. It is. Me looking through something I installed like yes. What does it do? I Can't find it, it doesn't matter. If it if it's yeah. tiling, it's doing something. Yeah. Anyway. Uh I do like the wallpapers that came with the sister by default. Yeah, how does <laughs> what does Garuda's wallpaper look like? Um it depends on which one, because it came with a bunch of them, but uh oh, okay. And I, I actually changed the script that already runs by default because normally it was just loading a specific wallpaper in with a uh, what's that called? Uh, display, sway display, sway back, sway BG, so it's called. Whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking yeah. yeah. And uh, I just changed it to just pick a random thing out of it mm -hmm. rather than doing the same one. And I, apparently, I realized I didn't realize this. One of the uh, wallpapers in there is based on the. Uh, what was that character called? It's like the, they're like uh, they're like the waifu arch Linux character. Wait, which version of it was it? Uh, old, is it the old one or is it? It surely it's not Ravioli's version. That would be that would be really cool if it was. I'm pretty sure it is. Wait, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, let me. Oh, let me. Yeah, if you can find it, um, let let me see. So I I presume. I presume you would know if uh, if that was being done, <laughs> unless they just took the wallpaper and like fuck it, just gonna just gonna put this on here. Um, I don't know, you know, uh, content. Um, I'm you know I'm gonna bring something up while you're looking for that. Yeah. Uh, so a game that I never expected to be getting a um. A uh, remake or a reboot? Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a a reboot. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, they wanted to just like do a remaster, which I already didn't understand because it's I don't un I don't know who was asking for a Lollipop Chainsaw remaster, <laughs> but they uh, lost a lot of the licenses because the game had a lot of licensed music in it. Mm -hmm. They lost a lot of the licenses because, you know, licenses expire and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're like, fuck it. Let's just remake the game. But oh, James Gunn and Suda51, who were involved in making the original game, uh, they didn't even know it was happening until it got announced. Oh, no. What, they weren't part of the company that was making it anymore, even though they were be like, oh, well, some of, the, some of the original team that worked in this game is still here. And it's just like, well... Maybe there's, like, one dev who just never left the company who's still working for them. Like, yeah, some of the original team. But, um, do you ever play Lollipop Chainsaw? 
No, it was just one of those things that I would see the box and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I just never actually, <laughs> I never actually gave it. For anyone who, uh, who never played it, who might just be listening right now, Lollipop Chainsaw was a game where you played as this, uh, this cheerleader who had a chainsaw who would go around murdering zombies because, you know, what? why not? Why not? <laughs> did you end up finding Wallpaper? I did. You did? You send it on... Oh, you did. I oh, did it is Ravioli's it. version. Oh, shit. I'm going to open this up. Ah, uh, that's where... Jesus Christ, that's big. Can I zoom out? I... Wait. There we go. It is Ravioli's version. I don't know if Ravioli made that specifically for Garuda in this case, or if they were just like, fuck it. Uh, we're just going to use it anyway. I may it might have. For all I know, they just... I don't I don't know if this image already existed or not. I think they just yoinked it and just put the fucking Guru Linux shit on the side, but I have no idea. What, I just I, know it was in the wallpapers. All I all I know is I specifically I, I like know the artist who did this. Um mm-hmm. I'm just not sure uh whether they were <laughs> whether they asked to use it or not. Right. So you're probably gonna stick with Garuda then, you reckon? Yeah, I don't think that this feels like a good starting point because I don't, I don't want to. I contemplated the oh, I'll just build it from scratch again with like a base arch install, and I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick something that like feels good as a starting point and just yeah. tweak it from there. Yeah, that's what I, I I tell people as well. Like, you don't have to like. Sure, if you want to do the whole, I'm gonna start from base arch. I'm gonna build everything up. Like, yeah, that's cool and all, but. You don't have to. You can just chill and use yeah. something easier to use. Or not easy mm-hmm. to use, like less time consuming to use. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's all like well and good to go and build something from scratch, but like I totally get it when people don't want to do that, when they just want to have something that just basically works. Because mm-hmm. uh, the way that I've I've done it is I've sort of turned the idea of wasting time into money. So like it works well for me. Yeah, but if you want, if you just want to use Ubuntu, if you just want to use PopOS, if you just want to use whatever else you want to use, like that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, because like I I, did, I didn't even have the same reason to do that again like I did before. Because the reason the reason I originally even did that was because. Mm. I wanted something that didn't ran like shit on that old ass ThinkPad that I have. That's the ah. reason why I did it. And then I just copied the installation over to my desktop. Yep, yep. Yeah. Are you on your desktop now? Yes, I am. Yep. What and do you, you run? Would, you would know if I was on the laptop. What are you running hardware wise? Uh, fuck, I don't even remember. I built this computer six years ago. Okay, but I remember it has a. Then. No, I remember it has a. Nvidia Nvidia GPU, which I <laughs> when I was trying to get Sway to work, I immediately came up with the hey, I don't fucking work with proprietary drivers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've heard actually, how did that experience go? Because I've heard nothing but bad things about Wayland and Nvidia. Uh, I mean, this installation seems fine. It's fine so far. for now. Yeah, now. Like I said before, I could never even get the shit to start on the other installation, so I don't even know if it would even run well at all anyway. Right, right, but, right, right. Yeah, but this so far, I haven't seen any real, really weird issues yet. Mm-hmm. 
I was actually talking about um, GPU prices on my stream yesterday. It seems like they're actually getting to the point of being, like, reasonable again. Nature is healing. It's slowly, slowly <laughs> we're getting there. Um, I, let me just check. I don't know what US pricing is like, but, like, the, the 6700 XT, normally mm. priced at $1,100, mm. now 729 which Very is nice. basically where it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, like, most of the, uh, the, the 50 cards, they launched basically where they should have been. But, like, even the 6800 XT, uh, normally fucking $1,699. $999. Like, that's, like, that's still a lot of money. But it's where it Mate. should be. Nature's healing, boys. It's so nice. Like I am gen. Like I, I was going to just wait until the new GPUs roll around, but like I don't know. Maybe I just want to buy a GPU now because right now I'm running an RX five seventy. Mm -hmm. Anything I buy is gonna be good. And these I, I, I don't know. I hope these prices stick around. It'll be great if they do because yeah. people can actually build computers again. But. I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I forgot Neo Fetch was a thing. Uh, oh, yeah. So mm. the processor is a Core i5 6500. So it's like, that's kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> 6500. Uh, yeah, keep going. It's like, uh, and the Gravis card is a GeForce GTX 1060. The most popular card on uh no it was the most popular card on Steam. I think it's I think it's dropped out of that slot now, if I recall correctly. Uh what the fuck was sixth gen? My brain oh like my brain is so like out of it with Intel generations. I've been so like the I can remember everything up to Haswell, and then my brain's like, wait, what are the rest of them called? <laughs> Skylake. That's what it is. Skylake. Uh Yeah, that's I I built this PC. Launched 2015. Yeah. I built this PC when we still lived in the apartment back in like 2017? I want to say. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of a budget build too. I think mm. I didn't spend more than like a thousand bucks on this whole build. <laughs> what you could spend a thousand bucks on a PC? See, <laughs> <laughs> what is. I'm going to. We're going to take some U.S. prices. Uh, Newegg. We're in Newegg, U.S. Let's see what a 30... I guess 30, 60 costs? Yeah. Uh, Oi. No, I don't want... Stay in the United States. I don't want to see the stupid Australian pricing. Uh, 30, 60. A 30, 60 right now is $440. Huh. But it used to be. I don't know. Uh, four hundred. I've wait, wait. Here's one. Oh no, that's a different card. Here's one for four hundred. I think before they were like going for like close to six, if I remember correctly. Mm. But like you could reason, maybe not under a thousand, but you could probably mm. reasonably build with the same like tier of hardware that mm. system for like twelve hundred, maybe. Probably. Which you know. Considering inflation and all that fun stuff, mm. not uh, not unreasonable. 
I figured I figured something was going on with a lot of the pricing that stuff because what was it? it was like uh was it uh I think Lions Tech Tips like hmm. did like the first like budget build they've been able to do in like two or three years or some shit. <laughs> well, you couldn't even do budget builds on secondhand stuff because the secondhand market was like either empty or getting past MSRP. Mm-hmm. There was just so so few cards out there. I don't know what's caused it to come down now. I've heard that there was a big like dump of cards because of like Prime Day and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Nvidia made sure to get cards out for that. Mm-hmm. So maybe this won't hold, but they've been slowly dropping for the past like couple of months. I mean, I figured it was some combination of you know, maybe a lot of the supply chain issues that came around because mm. COVID have started to sort of fix themselves. Um, I th- I wasn't... What the hell did I see this at? I kept seeing, too, that a lot of it was, I think, because a lot of the crypto pains with the crypto prices, that a lot of, like, people were dumping their cards. Yeah. Um, I, I am so happy I didn't buy back into the market when I was considering it. Because... <laughs> I saw when did I when was I gonna consider it? I think I saw it back in yeah, I saw it back in March. When we dropped from I'll uh, do US pricing just so it makes more sense to the United States people because I can be like ninety thousand dollar Bitcoin, but no, that's Australian dollars. Um Yeah, when it was at like sixty I think I sold out around I think I sold out around like sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, and I was looking at it back in, like, I think May. Yeah, May when the first drop happened. I was like, it's... I think we're fine here. It's not going to go any lower. And I'm so happy that I didn't consider it then. I am considering, you know, buying back into the market. But, like, there are people talking about it. We might go lower. Like, mm-hmm. we might see, like, sub-15. Man, <laughs> uh, look, it might happen. I'm I am not a financial expert, and no one on TikTok is either. But they seem to have ideas about it's going to go to the moon. Um, <laughs> I can say it's going to go to the floor and be basically just as right. True. We ever actually you'll be right. like, are we actually ever actually like invested into the crypto market? Um. I did. I invested mm. back in the crypto market. Um, when was crypto like suddenly getting a lot of like media attention? It was, I guess that would have been around September of. What was that? Twenty eighteen? Was it twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Uh, there was like a period. Uh twenty nineteen is when it shot up like three x. So in twenty. Yeah, yeah. So 2018, early 2019, it was like three grand, and then like by mid 2019, it was at 11 grand. Okay, it was it was 2019 then. Yeah, because I I I bought it in, and that's when I even started to to do any kind of research as to what the fuck all this shit even was in the first place. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I think I bought it around like I want to say it was like seven or eight k. Mm. And I, I I didn't put it, I put I put like 500 bucks in or something. Yeah, of course. And I think I sold it when I doubled my money. Mm-hmm. So about 14. Uh, and I think that was also still around, though. It was basically kind of been like a exponential gain. 
because I remember it was still going up, 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 and it got to about 20k in like January, and then it, and it fucking nosedive back down to 14k, and then down mm. below 10k again. So maybe it was earlier. Wait, maybe it was 2017. Yeah, 2018 was. Uh, yeah, 2019 was nowhere near as big of a spike. Maybe it was. Tw- early. I don't know. Either way, um, yeah. there's a lot of people who get very greedy, and they don't. Oh, yeah, of course. They don't see. Hey, I doubled my money in a year, and then think yeah. maybe, maybe this is unsustainable. Was <laughs> that? Because other than that, I haven't actually like put money into it. Yeah, Any yeah. of the crypto I have now has been free, funny money from like bat tokens or some shit yeah i okay besides what i'd actually put in because i i put money in but like towards the start of covid um mm-hmm. which was probably it was without a doubt it's gonna be the, the best time in history to put money into crypto like there's probably never gonna be a spike as ridiculous as that like that two-year period um it's like you don't, you, and a, a, a healthy functional market doesn't go from six thousand to sixty thousand in a year. Like that's not no. normal. <laughs> um, but I have put like a, back when uh, Dogecoin and Shiba Inu were like the popular things. I put like fifty bucks in. It's like fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's a lottery ticket. Let's see what happens. And then it went down. <laughs> God damn it, Elon Musk. But then it, I think it went back up because of Elon, actually. Because that was before Elon started tweeting about it. Papa Elon, please show my crypto so it goes up. Thank you. Actually, speaking of Elon, did you hear that he's trying to pull out of the Twitter deal? I did. <laughs> and Twitter's not very happy about it. But he's like, no, no, no. You already fucked it. You got to pay me. You got to buy it now. Yeah, so I didn't, re- so I didn't actually understand how the deal was working so he'd actually signed a contract to agree agreeing to pay i think it was like some 65 dollars a share 55 dollars a share something like that um so it worked out to be whatever 40 billion dollars whatever it was um but he was then like adding terms into the contract like we didn't uh, there was a term in there like if you didn't give me the bot data, then I could pull out of the contract, which is just like not at all what the contract was saying. Uh, and honestly, I have a feeling that his goal never was to actually buy Twitter; it was to I destroy not. Twitter. I know. Yeah, I, was, I kept seeing people say it too. It was either to just basically destroy Twitter outright in terms of just value. Mm. And, or some combination of a lot of the internal stuff that Twitter would never would let anybody see outside of Twitter yeah. would get kind of, would get pulled out in the limelight as do as just because of all of like the uh, I guess a lot of the uh, stuff that he's doing or they're doing to I guess I guess whatever he was trying to do with like the hell verifying whether like Twitter's values was supposed to be based on like actual user stuff. Yeah. That a lot of that stuff would get dragged out in the limelight and everybody's like, hey, now we get to see actually how ideologically fucked this place actually is. (laughs) Well, even just ignoring that, it's it's just fucked as a business. Like Twitter doesn't make money. 
Yeah, most most tech things don't stay yeah, don't well, make no, money. Yeah, I, I, I was so when I first heard about the Silicon Valley model, I was so confused. Like that's no, there's no way that's like a real business model. <laughs> like for anyone listening who might not know what the Silicon Valley uh, Silicon Valley model is, so basically your your entire plan as a business is to get purchased. So you will burn as much money as you physically can without going under to like make some crazy product and you're going to be losing money like year on year it does not last very long but if you can make something that's like revolutionary or like it really disrupts the market that's why everyone's a market disruptor like every job description is like we're trying to disrupt the market then it will survive but most of the businesses there are just like they are fundamentally bad businesses. It's, like Snapchat was like that for a very long time as well. I, I feel like I think Snapchat's better now, but that was their initial goal. I, I was laughing because you said like the the job listings always say like, "Oh, we're a, we're a disruptor." Because I actually got a fucking email literally like three hours ago from somebody saying, "Hey." I found you because your experiences. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, we're this. We're this company. We're we're disrupting the. <laughs> yep. Everybody's yep, yep. disrupting the market. Give me your, give me your, give me your HR tagging your t- talking points. Go ahead. <laughs> I get a lot of these in um sponsorship emails as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to shield this product? Like, no. No. <laughs> Go away. I, oh, I've actually I, had a couple that did catch my attention, which I was very heavily considering. Um, like Manscaped hit me up at one point, uh, Skillshare as well, both of which I was very heavily considering. I actually like both of them as a company. But when it's like, hey, um, Chinese game key reseller, like no. <laughs> or I've, I've been getting, even though I've been trashing a lot of uh, a lot of crypto projects. I was like, no, mm. no, I'm not doing that. Go away. I was, uh, I got curious about something one mm. day. I, I can't remember what I was watching. I think where you had mentioned something about, uh, like dumbass like sponsorship emails and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wondered because of the type of stuff that you make on YouTube, how many times have you gotten emails from people who I guess because you do Linux stuff, just assume you're a software developer and offered you like jobs. <laughs> couple not as many as you might think um okay it's mainly people who actually do know me who are like hey would i think you'd be good in this position Mm, like not just businesses typically hitting me up but uh, i've Mm. had a couple of people who watch the channel who are like hey we need someone to do this or that uh hasn't happened as much now because i don't talk as I, back then i also talked a bit a bit more about programming now i mainly focus on linux uh <laughs> but early on definitely definitely got a lot of those uh nowadays nowadays i'm it's mainly it's mainly crypto stuff like mm-hmm. would you like to shield this project like no i don't want to do <laughs> no I, I i have said this before though if you hit me up for sponsoring the podcast i will shield basically anything the main channel i like to keep <laughs> I like to keep pure and m- moral, but mm-hmm. if you hit me up on the podcast and you're like, unless it's a straight up scam, like I'm not going to be like, 
shilling a pyramid scheme. But mm-hmm. look, if you want me to sell, if you want me to sell some fucking condoms, I'll do it. That's fine. I can do that. <laughs> then that's probably a bad idea because my audience probably doesn't need them. If you need me to sell some 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 sex toys, maybe that that'll work. Some male sex toys. I'll shill those. I don't, how, I don't know how we got here. What's that? Uh, talking about sponsorships. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> okay, speaking of that, um, one of the things you sent me was that you were planning to start or thinking of starting up videos and streaming again? Well, I'm not thinking about it. I'm working on it. Oh, you are working on it? Yeah. Um, I actually... I wanted to try to track what I was doing better this time because before I just did the stuff i didn't i didn't track literally anything yeah yeah um what i can't remember the name of the youtube channel i i, I literally just got randomly recommended a video buff one day and it was a guy with a pretty decent sized youtube channel basically saying like oh here's the stuff i use to grow my youtube channel mm-hmm. and one of the things that he was using was notion yeah. and uh like i've i've used notion before but for some reason i just never tried to do it in there Mm-hmm. And I saw what his workflow was, and I was like, you know, that seems simple enough that I could use it, but not, like, this fucking mess of shit that people who are obsessed with, like, PKM stuff tend to... Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Brown, I was talking about you right there. <laughs> and um, I actually tried to adapt it a little bit, and I actually, I'm using it to plan out videos, mm-hmm. and I also used it to... I set up a section in it for my wife, too, so she could track her art commissions. Okay. Yeah. I have said it before. I'm so horrendous at planning stuff. Like my, mm. I just know. Like I've got set days when I'm doing stuff. When it comes to like a workflow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's a workflow? <laughs> my workflow is I get shit done. That's the workflow. Yeah, pretty much. Like. I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to switch up the way I'm handling stuff right now. Like, I I was starting to fall back into a pretty bad place, which tends to happen when I get myself into a too much of a schedule. I'm like, I need to deal with this before it becomes an actual problem. Because I've let that happen mm-hmm. before, and it just, it's not good. So, I'm trying to start, like, working out more and stuff. So, maybe I need to mm-hmm. at least do a bit of scheduling around that to make sure that's that's getting fit into my day and all that but when it comes to like a workflow regarding videos i the way i typically plan out a video i guess there is kind of workflow uh i'll have my topic let's say it's on something like um fedora's aur thing they've got a thing called i think it's called uh copper uh there's a yeah there's a thing called copper it's like the aur equivalent on fedora it's like a new thing they've been working on um so the way i'll typically do it is i won't have my notes planned out in a structured way for a video i'll tend to just get my dot points down and then reorder them afterwards into a way that that makes sense in like how you'd want to tell the story because i've I've done it the other way around before but then i tend to get a little too focused around the structure and the wording and waste time doing that rather than getting the the information in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when I said planning, 
planning is probably a bit a bit of a loaded word. Yeah, yeah. What I what I should probably should say is just like tracking what stuff I, what ideas I have and sure sure what part of the process because like when I, like when I say when I say planning I'm sitting there like going like okay like I'm actually like writing out like the whole thing I'm doing mm-hmm. like I, I I fucking I don't I don't I don't work well that way uh like it's mostly just being like. Am I actually going to make a video on this? Because mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a bunch. Because there's like a bunch. Of, I have a bunch of entries in there, but they're literally just marked as ideas. Like I don't know if I'm actually doing anything with it or not. Yeah. But the ones that I'm like, yes, I'm going to make a video on this. I have it like set to a different status, and then I can track it. Like, is there a num? Was there a thumbnail already made for it? No. Yeah. Obviously, there's nothing there. Yes, the thumbnails there. Maybe more than one. Uh, title ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh. But once I actually get up there, like the URL and when I got up there, and also I'm I'm gonna try to do something. I think I should be able to do this, where every video kind of has like a written article sort of with it. That's basically just the written version of the video. Yeah, yeah. Because I might try to make a bit more shorter, succinct videos about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like rather than talking about like a whole fucking topic, I might just be like, hey, here's how you do one thing. Probably take like four or five minutes or something to do yep, it yep yep yeah yeah there was a time when i was considering doing like blog posts or article write-ups like alongside the videos and i did for a brief period of time the problem though is i i just don't feel like at least for the way that i do content i don't feel mm-hmm. like they're that useful i feel like it's just right. sort of unless i was to completely like restructure the entire thing it's sort of just feels like doing a transcript of the video which i'm sure for some people is fine and depending on the way you structure your content is probably fine as well but i don't think it works as well for what i'm doing and if i was going to do it properly it would be sort of it's like a big endeavor like on its own because i'd want to actually make sure the quality is sort of at the same sort of quality as the videos itself not just hey it's an article alongside it if I was, I guess, to cut back on the number of videos I was doing, I guess I could make it work. But <clears throat> I'm just sort of doing too many things right now to make it fit with what I'm doing. And I don't... <clears throat> at, at least the way that I see it, I don't see as much... I don't see a giant benefit to doing it to sort of justify changing out the way I'm currently working, if that makes sense. Yeah, I... Because the only thing I was sort of trying to think of, like, well, based on what you do, what would mm. I also agree that maybe for a large part it's not as helpful? Because mm. like I, I think there's a difference between like you just kind of talking about like stuff that's going on within like the you know the open source and Linux yeah yeah uh, field versus someone like me who's usually trying to like instruct somebody yeah, like how to do sense. something. Now the 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 thing where maybe I could see where yours might still have some value and I don't think it'd be a big time sink because you already say you usually have like bullet points of yeah, what you yeah. want to talk about. The only thing I could think of is maybe you take a bullet point and you just like you don't have to write a paragraph, you just expand upon it mm. a little a little bit in in writing. So like the article is basically kind of like a very succinct summarization of what your video probably goes into more depth about. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's something I can think of. I can see that, yeah. I can see that. But I guess Didn't if you... you get all that extra Google SSO. 
Yeah, that that would be nice. But I guess if you set everything up like that from the start, then it isn't as big of a deal to just keep doing it. <clears throat> so have you made anything so far that you haven't put up yet, or is it just sort of in the works? Uh, there is one that I didn't put up yet, but I might have to redo it because I fucked up the, <laughs> the editing. <laughs> I know that feeling. I just, I, I did that the other day and people were like, oh, deja vu, this segment repeated. Like, yep, that happened, didn't it? I'm not going to well, uh, so, so the video that I did was mm -hmm. I actually added an additional feature to my like YouTube video editing script. Right. Which is uh um, Oh right, you do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the thing that I did was I actually added so that if I want to, I can pass in a directory and it's mm -hmm. full of just like a bunch of like the stream beats royalty free music. Yeah. It yep. just grabs a random track and basically overlays it as really low volume background music. Yeah. Um, and so that's basically what the video was, was explaining, like, here's what I did, here's how I did it, here's what the, you know, here's what you do, and here's the result. Mm -hmm. But, uh, um, I didn't think that the fact that I put that video, I ran through the same script to give it background music. But yeah. then at the end, I'm like, okay, here's the result, but you can't fucking hear it because the video already has background music playing. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, that was like, oh, I'm a fucking genius. So I have to <laughs> redo that a little bit. <laughs> I I completely forgot you're doing that FFmpeg script. Yeah, I actually have a new script because yeah. I had to help my uh, wife with something. Mm. So, uh, Krita added a feature in the yeah. last major release where you can actually, uh, basically, it's a really easy way to get time lapses. Okay. Because it'll uh, it'll screenshot your canvas after you do certain things or every couple seconds, and then oh. at the end you can just say, "Hey, it just takes all the images," and you can definitely do that in FFmpeg. You just pass in a big thing of images, and it just spits out a video with all mm -hmm. those big frames, and then you can just spit out a time lapse. Um, and she's gonna start uploading them to uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. but she wanted them watermarked. Yeah. And she 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 hand edited one to watermark it. I was like. Okay, that took forty-five minutes. That's 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 too fucking long because you got like twenty time lapses to do. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can figure something out. And I kind of hobbled together a couple of Stack Overflow things together, and I wrote a script that pulls all those video files that I had her put on the NAS. Yes. Uh, takes the the one specific image she wants to use as her watermark, and just renders them all with it on the on on their watermark. <laughs> she was gonna do it by hand. Well, I mean, how many frames have a were there? Well, I mean, the, so the video is already rendered out. Oh, right. I thought uh, you meant she's gonna put it in each frame. Oh no, 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 no. no okay, no. I thought she was uh, insane. Okay. Yeah, so the video is already rendered out, so she's right. gonna import the video, put the the thing in there as watermark, and just re-render it back okay. out. Okay. But even, but even that takes a while because you know, uh, depending on the length of the video, it takes a while to render anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I was like, well, fuck that. I could just automate all this shit, so fuck that. Yeah, that's a much better idea. Yeah. There are certain parts of my workflow I, I should probably automate. Um, I There, oh, there yes. are like things I have done, like getting out video markers, for example, like chapter markers in my videos whenever I use those. Those are just yeah, markers yeah. in my timeline. 
that because uh, mm-hmm. the Caden Live um, project file is just a XML file, and parsing mm-hmm. XML is dead simple. So you can just find mm-hmm. where that's located and strip them out. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other things think- like maybe rather than creating a project file and then dragging the files in, I I'm almost certain there should be a simple way for me to just create a project file that's already loaded the files in. So just run it on that um, folder and then just go. I don't know if Caden Live does this. I know mm. DaVinci does, but it's called Template. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if Caden Live basically has templates. We'll like load in uh, a, like a pre-made project with like certain tracks already set for video and audio and stuff like that. If it does, I'll have to have a look. If it doesn't, then I can probably just like modify the XML file and make, make it work like that. Also, I forget what video editor it was, but I noticed. I don't know if was it. I don't know if it was DaVinci. If there was another one, uh, one of those, I think, apparently picked up on the oh, people are trying to figure out unique, like clever ways of doing literally what you did with Caden Live yeah. and pulling your chapters out, and that's really a feature in one of those video editors now. Is you to export, is to export your uh, your marks as mm. uh, as timestamps to put it on YouTube description. Well, I think is it. Premiere, I think Premiere just has a feature for it. It's had it for like years. Oh, the fact okay. that others don't have it, it just baffles me. Because YouTube, like YouTube's had these chapter markers for so, it, I don't know, like years at this point. And mm-hmm. how the video editors hadn't caught up, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I didn't think I cared. That didn't matter enough. Maybe. I guess for short videos, it's fine. But when it's longer stuff, you know. If you can add the chapter markers in when you're editing, it is going to make it a little bit simpler. Yeah. Rather than having a... Say you make like a 40-minute video, go back and watch it to find where the chapters are, even though you've mm. basically already watched it a bunch of times anyway. I, I'm one of those people that I decide not to put in chapter markers anyway because I have I kind of have the same selfish mindset as the fucking uh, Devin Ashton. He's like, mm. that hurt my watch time. I'm not putting them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think depending... Depending on the content, I think it's fine. But no, I can get that. Like, if your if your content is structured in a way, like you're actually that's a good point with like instructional content. Um, and and what Devin Nash does as well. Where a lot of it is instructional, a lot of it is more like covering very specific topics. Um, I think for stuff like that, it definitely can. Um, because you know if you have like complete go tutorial or whatever it is complete go introduction people are just going to jump to the section they specifically want which i guess is useful but yeah watch time is going to be affected it's sort of a balance of how you want to handle it i personally would just put them in i don't think it'll be Mm. that big of a deal but i guess if you are trying to optimize watch time it makes sense i think my train of thought about that was is um I'm not trying to. I'm like. I'm not trying to make it like inconvenient to find a specific yeah, sure. thing. But at the same time, I think if I wanted you to be able to see like a very specific subject matter, mm. that's something I'd probably just put in a fucking blog post. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have just have a blog post. It's like, how do you initialize a variable or go? Right. You don't have to go watch the whole fucking stupid hat. You don't have to go watch the fucking 45 minute video. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I totally. That makes sense. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point with the blog post. Like, you could then use the blog post to provide a timestamp to the video if you wanted to. 
Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, yeah, I was, I was about to say that exact same. Actually, was mm-hmm. that uh, I might just go back in the video and find the spot where I was talking about it and be like, oh, if you want a visual example, this time stamped on this. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, what exactly is the plan with the channel going forward? I mean, it's kind of really the same thing it was before. Okay. Uh, I'm so, I'm so way back in like. It's it's gonna have some more subjects because I've learned of more things yeah. since then, especially, especially around like um, automated testing because mm-hmm. I had to do that quite a bit the last job, um, and probably a lot of stuff with MongoDB because I had to do a fucking ton of shit with MongoDB. Um, but aside from that, I probably won't stream much yeah. per se. That might be almost kind of more like what you do, where it's like a once or twice a week thing, if that. Um, and as that's still just going to be, hey, come and hang out while I'm playing some kind of old ass game mm-hmm. or 14 or something. Yeah. Well, the thing with streaming for me, like the main reason I don't right now, like I, I stream in the gaming channel, but the main reason I don't do more streams is just because I work. Like, yeah, I am basically working like two full time jobs right now, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a full time job and a part time job. Because uh, when I do like my YouTube stuff, I go basically until I have to get ready for my, my like, night job. Mm. Uh, and that's pretty much Monday to Friday. So there's usually a day off in there. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I can't stream more often. <laughs> I right. could stream on the weekend, but I don't like particularly working much on the weekend, just because, you know, it's the weekend, I want to chill. Yeah, I mean, it's that, and it's, like, it's still, like, the fact of the matter is, it's, like, streaming is probably, like, one of the least productive uses of your time just <laughs> in general it depends on i've heard differing opinions on this like from from big creators as well like some big creators think it's a it's kind of a waste of time some people think mm. it's a far more efficient use of your time uh i think it depends on the way you structure your content and what you do with the streams so if mm. you're sitting there just streaming and yeah. you're just, like, you're not really doing anything with the stream. Like, you're playing a game, maybe you're going through Reddit or whatever you're doing. Then yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's fair to call it kind of a waste of time. But if you're doing uh-huh. more like the way that Ludwig handles it, or Asmongold handles it, where oh, right, the yeah, stream yeah. is used to make the, like, make the videos, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a very different style of stream. And I think a lot of people uh-huh. are starting to shift into that. Um, But... I can, I, yeah, I absolutely understand that, like, just just streaming for the sake of streaming isn't the most productive use of time. Yes. I Some think, people um, make it work. Like, XQC makes it work, but he also hmm. streams, like, fucking 12 hours a day, every day. I, I, I wouldn't know, because, I don't know, no offense to that dude. Mm-hmm. The longer I hear him talk, the more my brain cells rot. No, I feel I the same way. Like I, I don't particularly like XQC's content, but I can understand that you know some people enjoy him, or a lot of people enjoy yeah. him, and he's clearly yeah. doing it well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I feel like that's very much a me thing. Mm. I'm just I've, I've I've watched videos of like somebody like him trying to like talk about something. And I'm like. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. It makes sense. Uh, so you're just gonna mainly do the gaming stuff you stream then? Maybe do something else? Yeah, yeah. Like I did. 
I'll have to think about this a little more, but I did try to contemplate, like, if I wanted to basically try to do what you just described, the whole, yeah. the stream is the content mm. thing, um, that I had to think about, like, what I would do or how I would structure that. Yeah. Because, uh, to some extent, it probably should work because pretty much most of my videos are almost entirely off the cuff anyway. Yeah. But then there's that element of, like, there are some things that, I don't know, if, like, some things would be really awkward or clumsy trying to do mm. live like that. Yeah, no, it, it, but it'll be something I might try at some point, but until then, I'm just going to stick to the, I'm going to sit here and, I don't know, uh, binge out maybe a couple of videos on, like, a productive day and then yeah. save the streaming for, hey, come watch me stop not be able to stop leveling jobs on 14 or playing like this fucking old ass PlayStation one that I got. Mm. Um, well, I know there's a lot, there are streams that are set up, not just to be like, you know, fun dicking around streams that then you turn into the content, but like the way the Atriok handles his streams where he actually do like presentations on marketing like that. You can make things that shouldn't be, that shouldn't work in a stream format work. If you, like, mm-hmm. put the work into it to sort of plan everything beforehand. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of how much work you want to put in to make it work and whether that yeah. is a good use of your time or you're just better off doing it offline and saving yeah. yourself from that. Yeah. I, the You said, like, you got to plan. Like, planning. Fucking planning. That's what yeah, I'm no, if, if that's what you Yeah, no. If that's what you're thinking, maybe it's best to just do it as a VOD then. Yeah. But yeah, um, 14. Fun game, isn't it? Oh my god, dude, I can't. <laughs> I've, okay. I have played probably almost like a dozen different MMOs at some mm. point in my life. And like, sure, there'll be like, you know, one, two, maybe three, like, classes they have that, mm. like, I, I think are pretty fun. I'll play them. But for, like, Holy fuck, I don't know what the fuck Squeenix did, but like every single job I play, I'm like, this is fun, I'm going to level this now. And I, <laughs> and I just, there's not a single class that I've played that I was like, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> uh, for me, I can't, I'm not a big fan of Red Mage. And maybe it's just like, I need to play a bit more of it. When I when I played Red Mage, I, I wasn't having that much fun with it. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I like everything else. I know you're busy as shit now, and I know you ain't played much, but how much have you played now at this point? <laughs> I I play a lot on the weekends. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. What is a couple hundred hours? I don't know. Well, I, shit, I probably still got more hours than you do. I, I don't like, know. <laughs> I'll have to open up I, the game I, and uh, and check my playtime, but uh, it's it's not a small amount. You, did you start playing a lot more then? Because I remember, I think I remember you said before, like the last time I talked about this, like you played it some off and on, but you hadn't played it like, or you didn't have time to play it a lot. I guess I've play, restructured but, uh, stuff now, and I have more time. Ah. Uh, Gotcha. Yeah, I I only play it on the weekends pretty much. May, I might play like an hour or two during the week, but mm-hmm. yeah, on the weekends I I I will play a lot. I, actually tonight I'm doing 
uh, my my FCs set up a Palace of Dead run, and we've got like a bunch of parties oh. who are all aiming to do uh, one to two hundred. Nice. Uh, we haven't started yet, but we're doing a run at ten thirty tonight. So I don't know how long I'll stay up. All right, I, I'm trying to get a like a, a grasp of like how far. So have you finished like the main? Uh, quest I am or? one patch away from Stormblood. Okay. So what's your highest level jobs right now? Like, I've got a level eighty-three astrologian. Okay, gotcha. God, okay, let's see. Where am I at now? Uh, I finished the main story up until like the most patch. Yep, yep. And then Walker. Yep. Um, I uh, Red Mage is ninety. Gunbreaker is ninety. Uh, Summoner slash Scholar is ninety. Yep. I think there's like two jobs that are around like 80. I think another one that's at 70, and then mm-hmm. everything else is some big mishmash between like one and 60. Yep, yep. But yeah, <laughs> just the whole thing. I'm like, oh fucking Christ, I can't. Oh, I'll try this. Uh, I'm sure it's not that. But oh fuck, wait. Now I just realized I just played this fucking game for four hours. Wait, how, what happened? <laughs> oh, I I've been making my fucking wife cringe super hard. So. Yes. The uh, last class that I, the latest class that I tried and I'm leveling right now is ninja. Yeah, ninja's, ninja's very actually fun. Su- ninja's super fun. I actually did not realize how fun that. Is. But just to like amplify the cringe up a bit. Mm-hmm. One day when I was playing, <laughs> last time I was playing it, I opened up Spotify and found a place with a bunch of Naruto. <laughs> I was like, yes, my immersion. <laughs> duh, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that actually I think makes ninja a bit easier to deal with with the uh with jutsu they don't introduce more like there's other like, I guess there are like uh add-on mechanics that will like change up the way that some of them work but yeah. you have your base set and that's the ones yep. you need to know the ones that come yep. later are like things that proc off of other abilities which is fine yeah. I can deal with that but they yeah. could have been like hey let's let's have like 10 different things you can do and you have to remember these all of these different combinations because there's more combinations they could have done but no yeah, they're like let's I, let's make this reasonable i think they contemplated that at one time a long time ago too because the last ninja class quest at 50 mm-hmm. you have to fight like some god's master or whatever yeah yeah he he does a lost hidden fourth yeah yeah so I think at one point they contemplated doing with it. <laughs> but we've already got we've already got jutsu that are useless. Like Kyoton doesn't do any like it's that's the ice one that binds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you literally never use it. I think you might use it more at higher levels though. Maybe. I, I looked at a... some Reddit posts about it and a lot of people are saying they don't really see any use for it, even at high levels. Huh. Well, uh, the reason why I assumed they got used more was there's a tray or something, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. that makes it so that I think that one and Riton change mm-hmm. when you have a buff active. Okay, maybe and, yeah, maybe during the buff window then. Yeah, because like the the whatever that modified version that mm-hmm. is, that's like fucking thirteen hundred potency. Okay, maybe then it has a purpose. <laughs> At least I most I miss I not understanding something, mm-hmm. but it seemed like okay, it seems like what's this is up this is your single target one and the other one becomes the AoE one. Oh okay, yeah, if that's the case then that would make sense. Yeah, right now yeah. I I 
I leveled my ninja to 60 specifically because I want to play it during Stormblood. <laughs> I was like, you know, what? we're going to finish off Heaven's Ward with my summoner. Or if I'm lazy and don't want to deal with Qs, I'll pop my Astrologian. Because um, mm. Qs on Materia are not... Are not, are not materials are not, not great right now. Um, it's, it, it's a little better than it was, but it's not... I, it's going to be a mess until 7.0 comes out. Um, but yeah, I, I specifically leveled it because I want to play Ninja in Stormblood. Mm. Ninja's very fun, though. Right now, I start, I, I'm just... I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it, though, because Summon is so much fun. Summon is such a chill Summoner job. is fun. Summoner is fun. I also, know- it's, uh, it has probably the least punishing rotation out of any of the yeah. magical range DPS. Well, here's the funny thing about Summoner. The rotation's done at 64. It doesn't change past that. It's the yeah. You don't get no, any new abilities. It's just the yeah, same you know, thing. Yeah, no, the only thing that happens is every other time your fucking thing's different. It's like, oh, now you can, you summon Ifrit. Oh, now it's Ifrit Eggy. Oh, it's Ifrit Eggy too. Oh, hey, look, now it's actual just Ifrit. Okay, well, that's chill. Yeah, and the only other thing that changes is every other time you use your trance, it's Phoenix instead of Bahamut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I've I've actually leveled pretty much every all three of those classes. Because yep. Summoner's 90, Red Mage is 90, and Black Mage is like 70. Um, Black Mage? My, so, my housemate plays Black Mage. I don't understand it. Okay, so... You know, so you probably know. You know how like Red Mage get, or not Red, Black Mage gets the like rep of being like super hard to play or something. Yeah, I don't know why. Or harder to play. It's not. Yeah, it's not difficult. Uh, you just you press the first buttons. Yeah. So the rotation's not hard, mm-hmm. and like I've been playing, and I'm like, this isn't that hard. Why people keep saying this is hard? Yeah. And then I did a fucking alliance raid. As I hated my life <laughs> because so I. You have to actually know what the fuck is happening, because mm-hmm. otherwise you drop your fucking rotation all the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm probably not doing any damage. <laughs> I feel worthless right now. Yeah, Leyline line well, uh, seems great if you know... If, firstly, if your tank is fucking sane, and is keeping mm-hmm. the, the enemy positioned properly, and two, you know where attacks are going to be coming from. Because if you mm-hmm. don't... You're not going to be able to place your ley lines in a good spot. You have to constantly leave it. Yeah. Well, I'm not even just talking about ley lines. Like, mm-hmm. there there are just a lot of mechanics that happen that if you don't, like, keep stuff ready to allow you to, like, do things while you're moving, like triple cast or something. Yeah, yeah. That you'll just drop your, mm. you know, your astral fire or whatever, what you had before. And you got to basically start right, the right. fucking engine right back up from zero. Yeah, yeah. I think that gets not as hard to do later because they mm. get an ability that they could spam while they're in Umbral Ice that, to keep Umbral Ice up at three stacks so you can just immediately switch back over mm. to fire but <laughs> up until that like boss does a mechanic where you can't basically stand still and do shit for like yeah. <clears throat> I don't know five or six seconds oh wait your, your fucking astral fire is about to run out well fuck you buddy <laughs> start back over again yeah. from my understanding the the mobility has gotten better with Black Mage but I just, I don't know. I, I like Summoner as a caster because it feel, it does have Ifrit, which does slow you down. But besides that, it's pretty much just insta casts. Yeah. Every every yeah, except for when you do stuff with Ifrit, every single other ability, every single other ability also except for 
Garuda's uh, Rowan without uh Garuda? No Garuda. Uh, no. uh what when you you get an ability layer that basically gives you kind of like the same thing that uh Bahamut gives you where you can use like uh Astral Flare or whatever it's called. Right. Like that 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 one big yeah. nuke. Now, all of the individual edgies also give you okay and the garuda one you have to cast for like two and a half seconds oh okay okay that makes sense yeah so besides that and besides the the free ruin yeah ruin everything else rough, is just, yeah. it's just the law i can run around and just press keys and do damage <laughs> yeah it, it's nice it's it's fun i enjoy it uh i don't know what my favorite job is so far i kind of i don't mind this you know what yours is? Yes. Um, it's Gunbreaker. Gun- Ooh. Yeah. I haven't tanked I, I, in a it, while. It, it was Red Mage. Yes. And then I tried Gunbreaker. And for some reason, the fact that it's basically a tank that has a rotation that feels like a DPS is fuck, mm, super fucking mm, fun mm. to play. Because apparently a lot of people don't like playing Gunbreaker because it's too busy. And I'm like... I mean, yeah, you gotta press a lot of buttons, but fucking Christ, it feels fucking fun to play, though. Have you played Ninja before? Like, what are you talking about? No, you don't. No, I mean, I get, I sort of get what Ninja, you mean, okay, but Ninja no, you rotation have... is very simple, but when you don't understand the rotation, it feels very busy. Like, it has a lot of things to press. Yeah. But, like, at 90, Gunbreaker, you literally never stop pressing buttons. Right, you, okay. there's some, They have so much off, off GCD shit right, to right. use. <laughs> Yeah. Right, that makes sense. I'll have to play it then. I that sounds fun. Like as much as I enjoy playing my Astrologian, holy shit, healing is kind of brain dead. Aren't they uh they're I know they pushed it back, but they were doing like they're they're supposed to be doing like a Reworking. rehaul. Yeah, they're gonna be doing yeah. a rework I think in like I wanted to say like six point two or six point three, something like that. Now it's seven point oh. They're going to rework that and also rework Dragoon. Also, apparently there was a meme that Astrologian gets re- till every six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the way Astrologian plays right now. But, you know. Yeah. Er- okay, early on, be- before 50, it's literally a... I've said this before, it- it's a white mage that likes to look at the stars too much. Because it literally yeah. has the rotation of a white mage, which is no rotation, but like all of its abilities are white mage abilities, except you also have the cards. Past that, right. it does change a little bit and gets a lot of um, uh, of GCD procs. Like, um, so you when you're doing regular dungeons, you don't have to use any GCD heals. Like you can oh, really, not though. use them. Yeah, as long as your your tank is like. Because most tanks don't really pull that much. Like, sure, if your tank's actually playing well and, like, actually mm-hmm. pulling packs. But, like, yeah. when you have a slow tank, I just I just pop my, my um, either my AoE or my uh, single target regen and just then just start casting gravity and yep. just stand there. I really yep. wish healers actually had some sort of damage rotation. It would... Just anything, it would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do wish healers had something new besides either spam a single target spell or a or an AOE spell. Or you have your dot <laughs> that you cast every so often. Yeah, yeah. But they've increased the dot times for the ones that were lower, so now you cast the dot even less. Because <laughs> I think they, there was a lot of dots that were at fifteen seconds; they just doubled them all. 
Yeah. And I'm not a big... I'm not really a big fan of, like, melee DPS. I don't know why. I'm fine with tanking. But something about melee DPS just... I don't know. Doesn't grab my attention yeah. as much. Yeah, Except Ninja. Yeah, I think... Ninja's an exception. <laughs> Actually, that was what I was about to say. I've tried pretty much melee DPS at this point, And... It's not that they're not fun. It just for some reason doesn't feel as interesting mm -hmm. to play. But then again, like you said, like I tried Ninja and I'm like, well, shit, Ninja's fun as fuck for some reason. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know what it is. Fuck. But like, I've tried literally everything else. I've tried Lancer, Samurai, Reaper. And I'm like, eh. I mean, they're okay. <laughs> well, when the first Jutsu you unlock is Rusin Shuriken. Like, you gotta yeah. have some fun with it. Even though you'll never use it again until, like, maybe later levels when you unlock something. But, like, once you unlock the, like, uh, Raiton and Cothon, you just never use the, the, uh, yeah. the Shuriken again. Like, why would you? Also, I, I think that was the other thing I said that made my life, Chris, because I, after you get the second hand size so you could use those two abilities, I was like, bro, I can, I can literally just RP Sasuke now. <laughs> I got the fire breathing, I got the lightning <laughs> I'm ready to go, bro. <laughs> the only thing that's kind of annoying with Ninja early on, like I, I, I I'm still haven't got the Stormblood yet, but before you get the uh, the um, uh, what is it? There, there's a Insta cast or Insta, yeah. It's not an off GCD, no. Insta cast. GCD ability that will give you is it Shoton the one that make your speeds up yeah, your the hate, yeah yeah buff. before that then you have to actually like use the Jutsu version which just takes out of your rotation and it's kind of annoying yeah. now that I yeah. have it I I don't like playing anything below sixty it's just not uh, anywhere near as much fun well that gets a little less well I guess a lot less annoying even level because. Then you get the second part of your AOE, mm. which refreshes it a little bit. Yeah. And then you have yeah. that. Then you have that second melee finisher, which also refreshes it by like thirty seconds. Sure, they refresh it, um, but you still it, have to yeah. use the yeah the jutsu to grant it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, initially, I mean, that's not. I wouldn't. I would say that's annoying. Cause I mean, you do it, and then also I don't know why I didn't realize for a super long time that hiding gives you back your sign charges. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, I didn't know. I think I had to read the. So apparently there's a tooltip thing that gets snuck in after you change the ninja. And when you get the hand signs, when you hide, it gives you back two charges of your hand signs. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the thing is, before the pull, you, you know, da, 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 give yourself the haste buff, hide. And then to break out a hide, you start doing the hand sign to do the whatever the fuck <laughs> I think it lets you do trick attack. <laughs> What are you What the fuck? Wait. No, I have to check this. What the yes, fuck? Yeah, go check it. I was like, wait, how do you not know this? You've been playing as long as I have. I've been playing Ninja for fucking like four days. Um, what the? F no, shot. <laughs> Restores two charges to all Mudra. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, no, I don't use hide because now I have the the um, Suiton. So I don't. I yeah. I just never had bothered to hide once I got that. Oh my god! 
<laughs> That's. Hey, Cal, keep that in mind. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> just, do this, just do it in between pulls, too. Just get mm. your fucking Mudra back. So you basically have fucking four Mudras there between every pull. Oh, my God. I'll keep that in mind for Stormblood, then. <laughs> um, no, I I, sh I should go and play some um some Gunbreaker. Like I started sure. the game off as a um as a paladin as a uh whatever the base job is called. I don't remember. Gladiator. Gladiator. That one. Yeah. I I like it. It's fun. Um, but then I played Dark Knight. I was like, oh, mm. I like Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight's very uh, fun. Gunbreaker will probably feel kind of slow until you get to. Is it seventy? Mm. I think it's seventy. There's a there's an ability they get called continuation, which is literally just an off GCD that changes after you're doing their uh, their resource spending combo. Right. So th so I guess that that class is a little unique in that. So it has this normal combo, right? This normal yeah, three hit yeah, melee yeah. combo. But then it has a combo that is all done off one button that requires a charge, a cartridge to use. Right. And then you get an ability later that after you do each hit, turns into an off GCD, you can weave in between. Uh-huh. So you do bam, 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 bam. Huh. So you, yeah, so it kind of turns into like a six hit combo instead of a three hit combo. Are we sure this is not a fucking DPS job? <laughs> That's what I said, Lily. It's it's a tank that Lily feels like you're playing a DPS job. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I love it. Uh, I I tried leveling up the other tanks, and they mm -hmm. feel so fucking boring to play after playing Gunbreaker because <laughs> there's so there's not how many buttons to press. Uh, that yeah, I get it. It makes sense. I should go and level my warrior. I I so when I swapped over to material, I swapped over like. Around the first week. Um, back mm -hmm. then, if you got to level thirty on any any job, they just give you a free mill, um, which was nice. Uh, and when I was doing that, I was play, I was leveling um, warrior, and it mm -hmm. was fun. I enjoyed it. I I kind of enjoyed it more than I enjoyed paladin. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. There's just something about it that just you felt, get, even though it's basically the same job. Shit. I just. Hmm? You just get mad, hit shit. Of course, feels yeah, better. yeah. Maybe it's, I don't like having a shield. Maybe that's the problem. Don't give me a mm. shield. Just give me a big axe. Actually, someone on the um the forums uh, suggested a new tank that could come out. Just don't give them a weapon. Just give them a fucking great shield. <laughs> I'd play that. It would be pretty cool. I'd I'd play it as well. I'm curious to see what they do for seven one zero. Yeah, like, uh, have you seen what they talk about in the live letters much? Uh, I tend to, if they have a translator, I tend to watch them. If they don't, I'll usually read the um translation or the notes afterwards. I don't remember if this was a live letter or if this was an interview. Where they, where Yoshi P said that, and I, I don't think I actually believe this, that <laughs> they had basically, like, tapped out all of the like the job inspirations that like of things that already existed in like the fantasy series and that they were up to like the next job was going to be like a brand new like they hadn't existed i know before. what you're talking I, I don't think it's they capped out because they there's still a lot of jobs they can do i think 
I think it was... I, I can't... What was the exact phrasing? I think it was just that he didn't want to keep doing that. Oh. Because there's still a lot of jobs from Eleven they could just bring over. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Eleven has so many fucking jobs that just mm -hmm. have never been in this game. They've never even considered. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think they want to do something new. They want to do something that hasn't existed in Final Fantasy before. Oh, uh, okay. Which I, I totally get, like... Because right now, 14... And Yoshi P is described like this as well. 14 is like a Final Fantasy theme park. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, hey, here's this cool thing from this other Final Fantasy game. You remember that, don't you guys? And that's totally fine. Like, I enjoy it as it is, but um, I, I can get wanting to have sort of your own identity as a game. Mm -hmm. Just speaking of the... It's a Final Fantasy theme park. Mm. Uh, when you get to the Alliance raid that's in Stormblood, yes. that is my favorite fucking thing in that whole game period. Okay. That 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 Alliance raid series. I've ran that so many times just to get the fucking gear and shit out of it for glams. Oh my god. <laughs> what is the raid gear? Let's have a look. Let's have a look at this gear. The Auburn Monastery. Oh. Oh, it's this gear. Yeah. Oh. So I'm not gonna. Get, it's not gonna get into like spoiler shit. Basically, yeah. that entire alliance raid quest line is mm. a big homage to Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy. Okay. And I'm the big fucking Final Fantasy Tactics slut. Yeah. <laughs> and and like the thing, I think the thing that that got me, and I was like, <gasps> is, you know. Yeah, fourteen has a bunch of music that's from other Final Fantasy games. Yeah, yeah. Either like usually, usually it's like remixes or remasters. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They just put the straight tactics music from like the PlayStation OST in there as like the music for the races. I was like, <gasps> I have like, never a played a tactics game. Oh, you! If you have time, one time you should. The tactics is actually pretty hard at some parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my list of games, the ever growing list of games I need to play is never shrinking. Ah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fun though. I've played games like the same um, the same sort of genre, or same sort of style. I've never just mm -hmm. never specifically played a Final Fantasy Tactics game. Right. I used to play a lot of games that were mm. like that. I think uh, I, I, I guess that would have been around the same time frame. I want to say uh, there was a. It was called Fire Emblem Tactics. I'm sure there was a Fire Emblem game that was in the same style. Someone's gonna. Well, I think. What it is. I think. It's all of us exactly the same, but I guess the way Fire Emblem tends to play is already kind of pretty similar to that. It was a, It was one of the games on the DS. I don't remember the exact game it was. Um. The. The a game that is just a, like a top-down move units over pieces square thing that I played a shitload of when it was on the Game Boy Advance was Advance Wars. Advance Wars. Oh, oh my god, I loved Adva Advance Wars so much. What is Advance Wars? Oh, this is getting a... Yeah, okay, no. This is getting a Switch game. It is, yes. Yes. Uh, I've never played this. Oh, it's so fun. I love that game so much. It is, there's a sequel, too. Mm. Well, there's technically a couple sequels, but I didn't care much for the one that was on, uh, I think it was SP. I can't remember. Oh god, that was a while ago, wasn't it? What did they yeah. get for SP? 
Game Boy Advance SP. Let's see. Uh, oi. Game Boy Advance SP. That came out in 2003. Yep. Jesus. My, uh, my first console... W- <laughs> I don't know why these things existed. They were such a terrible, terrible device. I had a Game Boy Micro. You I've never even heard that before. Exactly. Exactly. The Nobody has. They're fucking terrible. Now, this picture does a terrible job at demonstrating it. There's a picture below that shows you how small it is. It is so ridiculously small. Oh, shit. That thing's tiny as fuck. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> how would you even you like <laughs> well look when you're a five-year-old it's fine but like oh, yeah, yeah, anything past that no <laughs> but yeah it was literally just a um a game boy advance but in a very tiny system huh which to be fair is so, kind of impressive for the time you say that was your first like console period or like yeah the first, first console thing? period oh man wait no <laughs> Sorry, first console period was a PS2. I got this okay. shortly after. God, what the hell? So the first console that I actually owned mm. was the the, ten, the NES. Yeah. The original NES. Uh, now, the first one I ever played mm-hmm. was the console my uncle had, which was an Atari 2600. Yeah, okay. It was the first yeah. one I ever played. I played an Atari 2600 as well. I think one of my uncle, aunt, one of my family members had uh, some. Someone had a had an Atari. He's like sitting in their shed. They hadn't used in like mm. twenty years. Um, I actually started fi- uh, trying to repurchase old console games because uh, I don't have mine anymore. Oh yeah, I, 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 I get the whole retro hardware thing. I, I don't really care about the. I don't really care about it. I'm fine with emulation. So. I'm mostly fine with emulation too, but yes. um, I don't know what it is about the particular console generation that consists of like the N64 and those things. Yep. Emulating those is kind of really hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Because um, like anything before that, I, I've literally never had a problem. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I think I've even tried to emulate stuff past that, like PS2. And I don't like. I really had a problem before. It's just that little time frame right there. Just trying to emulate shit's really hit and miss, mm-hmm. especially in '64. Uh, hmm. Some games run fine, like there's no issues whatsoever. Some games you can try whatever convoluted combination of plugins you can think of and emulators, and the shit still won't run right. <laughs> yeah, which unfortunately, some of the ones that I want to play are those games that don't emulate worth a shit. Right. Uh, but they also tend to be, apparently they're also the ones that are uh, harder to find and they're a bit expensive. <laughs> yeah, I. that's one of the big reasons. <clears throat> I don't, actually, I'm looking at it now. I don't know why you have problems emulating. Um, your card's... Oh, wait, no, no, I'm getting... No, yeah, your card's slower than mine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. Um... Um, so, uh, uh, sorry, what I was going to say was that I go to secondhand like pawn shops and stuff every so often. I'll look at their games cabinets and I'm like, why is this NES game $70? Yeah. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? Okay, so, like, here's two of the games that I don't have mm-hmm. that also don't emulate worth a shit, but I'm not going to pay. I'm not paying for them because they're expensive. One's called Ogre Battle 64. Okay. Um, usually when I've seen this at retro game stores, it's somewhere between, like, 80 to 100 bucks. The other one is a game called Mystical Ninja Star and Goemon. I played the shit out of that back when I had it like a time ago. That's probably about $180 to $200. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. There's actually a retro game store near where I live that had it because yeah. I saw it in their uh, case and it was $190. And I, seriously, I was like, why the fuck is this $190? <laughs> Apparently, it's just rare. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually I've seen games where it's just like they're not even rare. It's just they're expensive for some reason. So uh, I think it was. I'm gonna get the num. Uh, is it? Okay, no, sorry, it doesn't. Have, it's not one of the numbered entries. Uh, is Memories of Celseta, which was available on the. Uh, PS Vita. Mm-hmm. $50 for a Vita game that came oh. out in 2012. Oh. And it, it's not like you can't play the game, because at the time, the the Vita store was still active. Like, you could actually mm-hmm. just buy the game on that. And it's on PC! And you can get it for, like, $5 on Steam! The hell? And it's not like it was a remake, it was just the PC version of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, so sometimes I, I'll see fun things. Like I saw a copy of Jack Three that was like ten bucks. Okay. Like you know, maybe I'll mm-hmm. pick up a copy of Jack Three. I did. I think I may have found like a, a intermediate solution of yes. I don't have to go buy a fucking two hundred dollar game cart, but I can still be able to play the stuff mm. and not have to like emulate it. Um. I just found out about this type of thing because the retro game store nearby actually had something. So there's um they have different names, but I think the name you typically see is called like a like a like a ultra cart. That's what they're called. It's basically kind of like a cart that it's not like a normal cart. It has some kind of like special software OS built into it that well, basically reads ROMs, but mm-hmm. you can play the ROM on the actual original hardware. And they had one there for 120 bucks that had literally every single N64 game on it. Yeah. Um, and I actually found the exact same thing on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think I might want to do this, but not this, because this looks kind of crappy and shady. But I did look around and find other things like it that look far more reliable. Also, uh-huh. far, also unfortunately, a bit more expensive. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'd rather pay like 180 bucks for one thing that lets me play every single N64 game on it and also back it up more reliable because the fucking battery won't die in the cart. Yeah. Uh, but not have to pay fucking $200 for one game. Right, right. So I might end up going down that route. I I had uh, one of these for my DS. Um, it, was actually, it, was, it was sort of like a mixed thing. So the I had an action replay. And an action replay mm-hmm. had the I think you could, it had, it had built-in storage or it supported like an SD card. Yeah, I think I had an SD card. And uh, the action replay was there mainly for cheating. 
Um, but you could also just store games on it. So I had a bunch of a bunch of ROMs for random things like Scribble Notes, we didn't have a copy of, or like I think I had, I think I owned Pokemon. I owned Pearl, and I had like a ROM version of Diamond, for example. And there's a bunch of things like that, or okay. like random other games that I never want to play because when I bought it, <laughs> this store loaded a bunch of games onto it. This was when the DS was the relevant console, though. That's the stupid thing. <laughs> So they were just straight up selling ROMs from their game store. Now, it was a second-hand store, so it's not like, you know, a store that Nintendo would ever give a crap about. Mm. But, like, that's still kind of ballsy that you're straight up just selling ROMs yeah. for the current console. Yeah. I I, mean, I was kind of surprised when uh, even that fucking store down here had the fucking mm. the Ultra card. I was like, is that really kind of illegal to sell a thing that's got <laughs> ROMs? The main thing I remember, I remember from this encounter, um, sadly I think it's still shut down. But uh, when the <laughs> when the guy that was loading it, uh, like, like loading it with games and stuff, because um, you know it was an old laptop doing it, and SD cards back then were slow, so it took like maybe half an hour or something to load it up. Uh, mm -hmm. We just sat there watching My Name Is Earl on his laptop. Because <laughs> the dude, like, this was a very tiny store, so they had, like, maybe, you know, 10 or 15 customers a day. Um, so, yeah, we just sat there, sat there with, I guess it was the owner's kid or something, just watching My Name is Earl. Mm. Great show. Anyone who hasn't seen it, go back and watch it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was, uh, I was trying to think of, like, well... Uh... So the only stuff I have so far yeah. that is, I have an N64. Yes. And I got a PlayStation 1. Yes. And I got, like, maybe a couple games for the PlayStation 1. And mm -hmm. probably a lot more games for the N64 that I probably should have bought already. <laughs> I, probably, I think I've already bought, like, a dozen games. Because mm -hmm. they were not expensive. Mm -hmm. Do you have a TV of the time to hook it up to? Or are you just hooking it up to a regular no. TV? What are you doing? Uh... So there was a little, yeah, there was a little device that mm. they actually, the dude just gave me because I bought so much shit. He's like, here, uh, that you plug the composite into and it converts it into a digital signal that you can plug HDMI into. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it is. I know that you can do that like a very rudimentary way. I know there are also like more expensive systems that will do like upscaling and sharpening yeah. and stuff like that to make it look nicer. Because... Those signals were not made to be displayed on modern TVs. They can uh, some, especially the older you get, especially um, tend to look a little bit funky. <clears throat> yeah, I can only I can only imagine what it's going to look like if I would try to plug NES or Super NES up with that. Yeah, uh, well, the other the other TV. one with NES is NES is very, uh, very what's the word? Susceptible to input lag. And you will note uh, because of how, because you would have been playing back on a CRT, and CRTs yeah. basically have no input latency. Mm. Um, so it can start to feel a little bit off. Mm. Gotcha. I know LTT looked at like a little box that does all this a while back. I don't remember what it was called, but you can probably find. If you go to any like um, forum about retro gaming, you'll find people recommending stuff that you can use. Yeah, or I mean that, or 
I mean, there are a couple of pawn shops right now. I might just go and see if one's just got a fucking old ass TV light around. Be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah come with me, that. buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, my the pawn shops around here mainly seem to have digital TVs now. We've we've phased out all of the absolute trash and have moved yeah. up to like you know at least plasma TVs. Mm-hmm. Plasma. It actually, would be it actually would be super funny if I actually found like a TV like my uh. My mother used to have back at home because mm-hmm. the, the the original TV that was in that house, you know, how, I, don't, I don't know if this was a thing back in Australia. So like, mm-hmm. there was this thing back in the U.S. where like every fucking thing was made of wood. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like just this old ass CRT in a mm-hmm. giant wooden frame mm-hmm. with all the channel buttons and stuff on. I think that'd be funny if I found something like that. <laughs> Do you have room to put something like that? I'll f- oh, we got this is a big ass house. We got room. Oh, okay, then you, you should be good. Especially in the space that we were th- considering turning into like the gaming room anyway. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that there's definitely space for that, that big motherfucker in there. I uh I remember the first TV that my parents had. Uh, it was this. I think it might have been like. I maybe it had like a twenty inch screen. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, the bezel around it was probably a good four or five inches on, like, every side. And then it was, like, mm. fucking, I don't know, maybe, like, 20 inches deep. <laughs> oh, God. It was this ugly gray thing they had. It, oh, I think I just... Man. I think I just found the TV I was talking about. Oh, you found, oh, you found the TV you wanted? You, you I'm pretty it. sure this is... I'm pretty sure this is pretty close to the same TV we actually Okay, have. okay, I want to see this. Copy image. Let's see. It's not what I want, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, oh, yes, 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 okay. I see. Here we go. That is a ridiculous looking TV. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, oh g- glorious wooden frame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can, honestly, I reckon they'd probably be pretty expensive to pick something up like that now. It probably would be, unless it's some way, uh, just trying to clean out some old storage shit that they had. I have seen some stuff like that shop at garage sales. That you'd probably be better yeah, yeah. off like that. But you know, maybe some porn shops gonna have something. Might be in luck. I actually, speaking of garage sales, that was something I was actually going to a lot more now because most of the people that I've been talking to that already have like pretty well built out like retro game collections, hmm. that's what they get most of the stuff, and not for <laughs> not for the retarded price. Most of them. Yeah, uh, there there was a time where pawn shops didn't know what they had, and you could get good yeah. deals. That time has passed. Mm-hmm. If it is in a pawn shop, they know how much it is worth. And they are yep. probably selling it as as close to the eBay listing as they possibly can get. Yep. Maybe even higher. <clears throat> I have gotten some reasonable deals on some things. Like, some of those figures back there. Uh, actually, wait, is it this side? Yeah, down the bottom there. Mm. Down the bottom there. Those figures came from uh, Cash Converters, which is a popular chain of pawn shops here. Uh, mm. They were, I think... 
30 bucks each, which is mm-hmm. not an not a great price, but also not unreasonable for what they were. What would they use like that for? Uh I think they would have retailed around like 40 or so. Okay. But they were they were like in box and the box was still sealed. Mm. So that was fine to pay. But you know, when it's other ridiculous stuff like <laughs> actually I I still, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm almost certain it was stolen. Um, there was a PS5. A new inbox oh, PS5. <laughs> it's like, that's... Yeah, that was probably stolen. Yeah. And that was selling, they were literally selling it for the same price that I could walk over to like an EB Games or a GameStop and get it for. Granted, I couldn't get one there because at the time that was when no one had them. Mm. You can't even buy them now. I don't even know. Speaking of PS5, speaking of PS5, I have one now. Oh, you do? I do. How I much managed, did you I pay for it? it? Retail price. What, what's retail price in the US? Uh, I got the disc version, so I guess it was five hundred. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, it looks like I can, but wait, is, does Big W actually have them? Limit one per customer. I think I can actually buy one today if I wanted one. Oh, baby. Oh. $750. So I got mine from Best Buy, and the reason why I managed to find it was Reddit was actually useful for once. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody put on Reddit that there was a... I call it a trick. A trick with the Best Buy mobile app. Yes. Um, so when you do a search on the Best Buy mobile app, there was like a little button you could toggle on that said, only show me stuff. It's at like my store that I've marked as my store. Uh-huh. Um so if you don't have if you have that turned off and you just do a search just on their entire stuff. If um if they if you search for something that's out of stock it shows up as stock. Like, mm-hmm. you know, PS5s and Xbox One X, whatever the fuck it's called. Um but if you toggle the button on to only show you stuff for and if they literally don't have any there at all, it won't show up in the results, period. Like, it doesn't exist. But if they have it there, and it's just not for sale yet, or hasn't sold, it shows up as says sold out. Huh. Okay. So what people were saying was, if you saw that, depending on what time of day it was, you, like, call them immediately and mm-hmm. say, like, hey, do you have this here? Because yeah. usually what it means is one of two things. One, they basically just got some in and they're going to be available in the morning. Or they have like an order that got canceled. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And when I found that out, I just tried it a few times on my mm-hmm. phone. And sure enough, what they said was right. I, I would say, hey, show me only stuff in my place. Look for PS5. No, nothing showed up like it didn't exist. Okay. Um, and then just randomly, I decided to do it at like 8 o'clock at night. And I did it, and then PS5 sold out. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> um, so I looked to see when the Best Buy opened up the next morning. Got there as they opened up. I wasn't the only one there, by the way. There was about 700 people. Uh, everyone made a beeline straight to the customer service desk, and they opened up a fucking door, and they just had the shit set back there. I went, oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's awesome that's also how i've been playing 14 by the way is on the ps5 oh nice um i've been having a look just now 
it seems like a lot of the places here now have them, but they're doing delivery only. So that mm. I don't know if there's some way you can like get the stores to like show you something in the back. Uh, maybe if mm. you like knew someone who worked there, that would help out with that. But I don't. I presume something like this exists uh, in the US. But here there is a Twitter account called PS Five Stock Alerts, which is just a dude who has a bot yeah. running that will just like. <laughs> post about stock alert being available. Hey, stock at Target, the stock at Big W, uh, anywhere else that might be selling it. Um, and for a while, they were like pretty much just going out of stock instantly. Now, yep. now it seems like they're sort of staying. It seems like we've gotten to the point now where you can actually buy yourself a PlayStation Five if you want one. Oh, that's, it's that's only cool. been when did the PS Five come out? When? How many years has it been? <laughs> Because it came out around COVID, didn't it? I think so. 20... Release date... <laughs> Release oh, no. date November 12th, 2020. Which is like maybe weeks before <laughs> everything went down. Yeah. So, because I was, I was actually... The reason why I was like, oh my god, for the Best Buy trick was... <clears throat> I was actually subscribed to like three of those fucking... Stock yeah, yeah. Things. And I th- God, how many times was it? There was like five or six times that I got a notification mm-hmm. or knew about something ahead of time and like immediately was there. And just every single time, shit would never go through. Mm. And I, was, and <laughs> I was getting so fucking pissed off. Dude. Uh, but when I found that out, I was like, oh, yes, I can unsubscribe from all this crap. Man, I, I have been thinking about getting one just because, you know, it's it's pretty much backwards compatible with PS4. Yeah. So I'm like, do I just want to get one? Because it also acts as like a PS4 Pro with those games, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple oh, the... of games on PS5 I want to play. Like, I want to play Demon Cells at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you know, that's pretty... <laughs> and to be honest, there's more Switch games I want to play right now. I heard that Bayonetta 3 was going to be a thing, and which means I want to go buy a Switch, because I fucking adore Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at some point I'll buy one, maybe. We'll see. The, uh... So the, uh... One of the things that blew my mind when mm. I went from playing 14 on PS4 to playing on PS5 yep. is... <clears throat> holy sh... The, so... The PS5 version of Final Fantasy 14 obviously already has, like, some of the graphics settings just turned up higher anyway, just because better console yeah yeah. uh but the shit that blows my mind is the load time holy shit the load ah. time is crazy on ps5 so if i were to load into limsa on mm. ps4 it probably took a good i don't know almost 20 30 seconds before it actually would load up so i could move mm-hmm. and then everyone would like slowly kind of load in as it came in PS5, I can go to the most like caught like the most congested area, one second, mm-hmm. boom, in. I'm like, oh god, this is yeah. Amazing. The PS4 shit with I think it was like a 5400 RPM hard drive. I want to say it was 5400. I know it was a I know it was kind of hard drive. I don't remember the exact speed, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't fast. No. I I play off of a hard drive because I'm a crazy person. But, like, mm. 
It's not that bad for me. Maybe the PC version also just has like other benefits that will probably help it out as well, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. generally faster hardware. Um, honestly, I should get myself an SSD just to put some games on. That seems like a mm-hmm. sensible idea. But, um, man, I I would like to play it on console. The problem is how, you know, how Square Enix's account system works, and I literally can't play it on console. Yep. You, you would told- think at some point that they would actually decide, hey, maybe we should combine this shit at some point. Because, like, sure, I, it's probably, like, this sort of cheeky, convoluted-ass way that they technically get extra revenue because you got to basically rebuy a fucking game on yep. two different platforms to play it. But at the same time, it's like, that's caused so much headache for some people that I'm just like, I think, I, I genuinely think you've probably lost people just from getting confused as fuck about this than just people having to go like, well, I guess I gotta buy on the other platform. The Windows and the Steam version aren't the same thing. Same thing, yep. <laughs> and I've heard people be like, oh, Steam's policies don't allow them to do this. Like, have you heard of Path of Exile? Like, it, that doesn't have this problem. No, literally no other games have this problem. There's, not, there's no Steam policy that says they can't, like, have an account system external to the Steam accounts. Like, that, that's not a real yeah. thing. Um, I can't remember. Didn't they, and this is pretty recent, didn't they recently add something where you could finally actually, like, link a Windows account to a Steam Uh, thing? no. If you have, I think you had to, like, link your Square Enix account to your Steam account if you're playing on Steam. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Which also then binds it more to Steam yeah. and makes it separate from the Windows version. Yeah. It's so stupid. I if even if you don't play it on console, mm-hmm. something that I thought would be really fucking hard to do, but it's actually I think probably better actually. Well should I just <laughs> really, should you play on... like Ninja on with a controller then? Yeah. Oh how's that how does that go? Uh it's actually not that hard because I have so I have the Mudra and the the actual ninjutsu bound to just over to the, I guess is it, it's my left trigger control pad buttons. Yeah. And uh, so the only thing that is a little funny to see me do, I imagine, mm-hmm. and somebody might see it if I stream it one day, is um, because I bound them to the control pad, I can't like move and press them with one hand at the same time. So when you see me like going into a pool, you'll see me do this. I hold the button down and I go, with my other hand. <laughs> oh my fucking god. But other than that, it's it's fine. Yo, yo, okay. If you say so. And then there's me, who's like, hey. Uh, object. Oh, it, it. It's like, oh, look. MMO mouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard playing on controllers fine. It's just like... I don't know... What, I'd I'd want to try it. I'd want to at least try it and see what it's like. But I I just like I just like knowing that everything is in one place, easy to get to. I've I've heard that I've heard people describe the way controller works with FF14, and it just doesn't make sense to my brain. Like you press how many buttons to like open up different things? Like what do you, what are we saying? I mean, the only thing I think that's 
kind of feels really fucking weird to do on controller mm. is so doing some of the targeting on controllers aids. I've heard about that. Yes. Yeah. Um. You can you can technically set it up so it's not as bad, but it's uh, targeting on controllers still kind of. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have to like target um specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I, I I probably shouldn't admit I went this long without knowing you could do this. I for the longest time I didn't really think there was like a way to like target alliance members with controller, and apparently there is, but you have to do a, you have to like use a specific like combination to do it. You have to like what is it? Hold L one and then press right or left on the control pad, and it cycles through alliance members. I was like, oh. Well, that would have been fucking helpful when I was playing Rip Maze and I had a res people. That's one of the reasons I don't like playing Summoner, because people know that Summoner has a res. Yeah. So, look, if I'm playing a fucking a ninja and the healers die, fuck it, I can't do anything to help. Just... Why? Well, like, how, how do you think it is on Rip Maze? Because Rip Maze has been instant-cast heals. Oh, shit. Because they can, they can use the dual cast on their res. Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Which I will also admit, I did not realize that for way long. Probably somebody, like, grilled me out in a group when we wiped. And they're like, why did you res the healer? I'm like, oh, my swift cast was down. They're like, what do you mean? You're a red mace. Just use dual cast. I went, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> shit. I'm fucking Papega right now. Damn. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that look, I I can just click on things. It's great. I th- I I I need to let you know. Yes. The first time I stream that game again because I'm I actually camera that's actually on my. Oh, okay, controller. sure. And I want I want to show people what it's actually like to play that game on controller. I am imp- and watch people fucking laugh when I'm going to have to go like. I am genuinely <laughs> impressed that they managed to fit like a traditional tab target MMO onto a controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I um, I think I don't think any other game would be good to play at all mm-hmm. on there unless it's like a, you know, there are other MMOs who made to be like more action oriented where it works better that way like uh Terra I guess mm. is probably a good example that is probably pretty good to play on controller uh but well, no like if it's not a tab target MMO like if you like Lost Ark Lost Ark would be final controller yeah 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 but when you have like 20 different buttons to press like just the fact that you can fit that onto a controller is impressive it would not work had they not added this, uh, what is that feature called? Is it called cross hotbars? Mm-hmm. It's basically this thing where, you, and it's not on by default. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Yeah. There's this option you could turn it on where you assign these two other bars or two yeah. of your existing bars to these slots, basically, and you'll see them like hovering over your primary hotbars off to of the side. Right. And you can access them. By instead of just pressing the trigger in once, you double tap it and hold it. So now, so now you have access to like, was it four, eight, twelve, sixteen, like thirty-two buttons, like super quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could learn it, but like, <laughs> mate, look, 
there's two extremes with Final Fantasy. You have playing FF14 on a controller, somehow fitting 32 buttons onto it, and then you have FF15, where you hold down the attack button, button. and you attack. <laughs> and that is all. Yeah, pretty much. I... I am interested to see what happens with 16. Because Yoshi's been saying things about it where it's like... I, it's been it's been getting dumb journalists to say stupid things. So mm-hmm. the game's not going to be turn-based. And journalists been like, this means that turn-based Final Fantasy is dead. Turn-based Final Fantasy... It, 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 turn-based Final Fantasy has not appealed to the younger generation. Like he said, he's ma- he's not doing a turn-based game because he wants it to appeal to like new fans and or new people and younger people, mm. which is fair. Mm. But like the last turn-based Final Fantasy was like 15 years ago, guys. <laughs> Like, thirteen two was, thirteen three wasn't. Thirteen two was like a mix of turn based and an active combat system. Thirteen mm. was also the same thing. Twelve also that. Eleven MMO. Ten two. Ten two is probably the last one where you could call it a turn based. I think to some extent I would still consider stuff that uses eighteen gauges. Based. You could consider thirteen to be, I guess. Yeah. It, it like there's a debate whether it is, but okay. Let's just say that thirteen two is because thirteen three is not. I think it's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, FF thirteen two. Unless you want to debate about whether that is, but te- eleven years. The last turn based Final mm-hmm. Fantasy was eleven years ago. Yeah, it, it's it's been a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dead. It's been dead for a while. Because what they've been doing, that like, you were this mm. is anytime they still want to want to make another RPG that's more traditional, they've really been making new stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was like a what was that damn called the game? Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Fuck. Uh, something Wander. The hell was it called? Oh, um, okay. um, um. I I know the one you're talking about. Blanking uh, on it. What's the game called? <laughs> like, Search engine, give me something. Yes, please. Uh, I can't remember. Shit. Shit. Okay, I don't remember. But, you know, I, I know what you're as talking as, about. I, as far as I look for the the because they're basically making making what looks like a spiritual successor to it that's either coming out or is already out. Okay. <clears throat> Um, but so sixteen is not going to be turn. Uh, it's not going to be turn based. It's going to be an no. action combat system, which I hope no. means that Final Fantasy actually fucking embraces an action combat system, not this half-assed thing we got in fifteen. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is because didn't I see that the guy who's designed the combat system is a dude that worked on Devil May Cry? I didn't hear that, but that's very yeah. I, that's very uh, that hope inspiring. I I'm pretty sure it's like a Final Fantasy 16 combat designer. Because I'm... I will be happy if it plays like Tales of Berseria. Like that's fine by me. But if it plays like a Devil May Cry game, now that's 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 a direction I'm happy with. Mm. 
Um, it's not going to be open world, which, thank fucking God, it's not going to be open world. Because <laughs> as much as I'm enjoying playing through 15 right now, holy crap, there's so much nothing. It's like, I don't want to run five minutes, like drive five minutes, to just get to the next fucking town. Stop it. Oh, here it is. So, blah, 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 blah. With one notable name being Ryoto Suzuki, the game's combat director, having previously worked on Dragon's Dogma, Ultimate, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Devil May Cry 5. Okay! That's a good <laughs> fucking lineup! Yeah, boy. Man. Did you ever play Dragon's Dogma? Uh, no, I never played Dragon's Dogma. Ah, oh, dude. Dragon's Dogma is fucking great. So, I, so I've heard. It's getting a uh, sequel sometime. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I've never seen that too. Um, do you know anything about Dragon's Dogma? Nope, don't know the fuck all about it. So, it's a Western-style RPG made by a Japanese studio, which already gives it like a weird sort of feel to it. Um, mm. But the general idea is... As you're... So you have this party made up of... I don't know what they're called. Let's just call them... I don't know. Fucking spirits or whatever. It doesn't matter what they're called. You see, these party members... They're not party members that you create. So you only get one party member that you've made. The mm-hmm. other party members are actually that party member from other players. So you go into this, like... This, like... Oh. Magical area. And you can, like, hire those people to come into your world. But when you have them in your party, they don't level. So you're constantly rotating these people out, trying to, like, keep things that are in your general level range. It's a system I've never seen any other games do. Uh, But Hmm. besides that, the AI is actually, like... This was the first time I played, like, a real-time RPG where the AI was good. So if an Hmm. enemy has a weakness, like you're fighting a uh, a Cyclops, for example. Um, Hmm. Cyclopses... If you hit their eye with a lightning spell, they would be temporarily blinded. And if you had mm-hmm. party members that had lightning spells or had like lightning enchants, they would use them and they would make sure oh. they actually get hit. Nice. Or if like there was an like there was these um, iron golems, for example, which if you didn't have a mage with you, the, the game wasn't well balanced. If you, <laughs> it, was, it was a little scuffed. Um, but these iron golems were basically immune to physical attacks. So if you didn't have mm-hmm. a mage with you, you'd literally you were just wasting your time. Um, but you'd be told about that as well. Like uh, this is going like they will tell you like it's what it could might like what it probably immune to. Because if you have these adventurers in your party, like mm-hmm. they're adventurers, they probably know about things in the world. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. that you have this party of adventurers that know nothing, which is what a lot of other mm-hmm. games will sort of approach it like mm-hmm. uh, besides that though the combat's the combat's sort of kind it, it was a soulsy game before calling something a soulsy game was like a a weird descriptor mm-hmm. um, the only game i could think of that kind of has something like you're describing where mm. you can like en- enlist other like the npc versions of other players characters yeah. is uh I think there's a feature kind of like that actually in Fancy 2. Ah, oh, okay. 
where like uh i don't remember how you have to do it but i think if someone's on your friend list or something mm-hmm. that when you're like recruiting people or your npcs for your before you jump into the actual yeah uh dungeon i think you can basically kind of like get like an npc controlled version of their character yeah yeah uh it also had a fairly reasonable like the way the the class system works was also pretty good as well so um like the way uh ff14 played back in a rom reborn it had a dual class system so you if you wanted to get like a one of the advanced class you need to like level up two of the classes mm-hmm uh, so if you wanted to have like, actually, let's find some of the classes: dragons, dogma, classes. Uh, here we go. Oh, they're called vocations. Uh, so you'd have these basic vocations. So you could start the game as a fighter, uh, which is just your regular sword and shield guy, a mage where you have a staff, or a strider, which is bow and daggers. And then you could either go into their like regular advanced vocation, so you could take a mage into a sorcerer a strider into a ranger or a fighter into a warrior or if you were to level uh fighter and strider then you could get an assassin or if you leveled strider Mm. and mage you get a magic archer or a fighter and a mage a mystic knight Mm. and the source the sorcerer is kind of rejected oh mages in this game mages in this game were fucking insane i some games do mages weirdly um where it's just like oh you know the spells don't really feel that dangerous you know Mm -hmm. um uh let's see if i can find i'll send you a video of one of the insane spells is it this one is this the is ah here it is here's the fucking tornado (laughs) yeah here we go uh no i'm i'm not even i'm not even like joking right now um So, and there was like a long cast time as well. Mm. <laughs> like, so that was the I think that was the high level version of the the dark spell, and there was mm-hmm. a high level the high level version of the fire spell would literally summon meteors, and there'll be, like, a fucking meteor shell. Like, not a small meteor shell. Like, this would, like, cover the screen. Mm-hmm. It was a... It was an interesting game. It was it was a very different approach to an RPG than I've played before. Yes, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> See what I mean? This looks really ridiculous within like this normal context, but mm. part of me is like, I'm if, not, I'm not crazed by this. I've played this guy at games before. <laughs> if you go to three forty, oh, 330, 335, you'll see the start of the uh the meteor spell. Yeah, sure, there are more ridiculous games, but like in the context of like yeah, yeah. a traditional, traditional like high fantasy RPG, mm-hmm. like this is insane. Oh my god. Yeah. Like it, it's just crazy. And like that was the sorcerer, but like if you wanted to play something a bit more chill and down to earth, you could go and play like a, a, like a your knight. Like a knight is going to play like a knight does, but it still it felt fun. It sort of had its own sort of spin on the combat system. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you mentioned um, you mentioned mm. a Tales game earlier. Have you played? Have you looked at or played the? I guess it's the newest Tales of game. I've not played Tales of Arise. No. So I actually got it, and I've been playing through it. Um, God, man, that game was really fucking good. Holy shit! Because mm. <laughs> they they got rid of MP. Okay. There's no MP. There's no MP in that game. You um, you use all your arts using like a what they call like a battle gauge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just it just refreshes in combat, but it refreshes slowly while you're actually attacking. You have to like stop for yeah, it to yeah, yeah. back off. But like, yeah, but they there's no MP, so like, you could just fucking chain attacks like fucking crazy, and, and the fucking combo attacks and stuff. You'll see. Mm. That was um. I haven't played. I think there was still like one or two other ones in between. But the last Tales of game I played before that was uh, Vesperia. Uh yeah. So and... after that, there was um. Fuck. What's the? What... I played. I played a lot of Bazaria. What was the one before mm-hmm. Bazaria? Tales of. Um. This one had an anime. What was it fucking called? Uh, main series. Zestiria. Ah. Wait, okay. Oh, the, okay, there was Tales of Hearts. Uh, so after Vesperia, there was Tales of Hearts, Tales of Graces, Tales of Zillia, Tales of Zillia 2, then Tales of Zestiria, Tales of Bazaria, and then Tales of Arise. Damn, alright, well... <laughs> yeah, there was quite a few. Um, um, Vesperia had this mechanic that, I don't know if it's in the other ones in between Arise yeah. and this, but where very particular conditions would arise, where like a little like symbol would appear above the enemy, and if you press the, I guess it was like the control pad fast enough, you would kind of like insta kill them. Mm. Um, that mechanic is in Arise, but it's in the way it's done makes a lot more sense. So it's literally just the lower the enemy's HP gets, the faster you can technically do that, and the more you combo them, the better it gets. So the like the whole the, the way you just like murder shit mm. is to chain some of your uh I forget what they're called now uh boost boost attacks so it's kind of like these like you call in somebody to do like an attack yeah in the middle of what you're doing uh, yeah. you use that in combination with you know just doing normal combos mm-hmm. to just keep juggling the motherfucker over and over and over again until this little you can see a little little like circle filling up and when mm. it fills up you can just you can just kill them Huh. Using like a little combo attack. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it, it feels super good to play. I yeah, I mainly played Bazaria, and Bazaria feels great on certain characters. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Arise right now, and it looks like the combat. It looks like they fixed up the problem the combat had. Um, so at least like they've maybe adjusted it. So. In Bazaria, if you wanted to use uh, your, I guess, more advanced abilities, your, like, abilities further in your chain, you have a, have a certain amount of your, like, there was, like, a gauge you had, like, that filled up, mm. and that would cost, like, that would be spent if you use those abilities. But they would only mm. regenerate from using attacks, so you had to have your combo set up in a way where you could refill your gauge, and then either at the end of the combo or in your next combo... Uh, actually use the abilities you want to be using, I guess. Gotcha. And there was 
some of the characters just didn't really either have ways to fill up the gauge quickly or they just were slow to play anyway. Like you have this caster character, which just because every pretty much every one of his abilities has a cast timer on it, it just didn't really work in the combat. I don't know if it's like that at all in Arise, but um, at least from so what the, I'm seeing right now, it seems like the combat's a lot more fluid. The so I haven't. I want those people that like I didn't even my brain didn't even think switch other characters for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and when I, 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 when I finally a lot of did, this area as velvet. When I actually tried some of the other characters, so the way the casting in that game worked mm. kind of interesting. So again, there's no MP. Everything's using the uh battle points or whatever it's yeah. called in that one um yeah i see that you can yeah, okay, actually... this does have the battle point system it's just the battle points didn't regen by themselves in bizarre oh gotcha um the way casting works in this is when you so you're you're channeling your cast and when you finish you can hold it yeah and then you can also cast something else too to basically kind of like chain cast them one after the other. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I want to play a rise at some point. I'll have to do that. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking good. I want to go back and it, play some of the older uh, Tales of Games as well, but you know, a rise is here the, and, you know. <laughs> the oldest one that I've played, which was also the first one that I ever played, was, uh, was it on PS2? I think it was PS2. It was uh, called Tales of Legendia. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Real-time battle sequence, three-running two-dimensional plane. Ah, oh, okay. This has a combat system that seems similar to... Oh, because it came out two years later. It seems similar to the combat in Symphonia. Yep. I ha- I've played a little bit of it. I wasn't a big fan of Symphonia. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that, but I have a friend of mine who's a big Tales of Nut that's mm. played pretty much every fucking Tales of game yeah, that I yeah. think I even know. First one was on the Super Famicom. Oh, it was just a regular turn-based RPG because it was on the, the Super Famicom. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. There's a lot of great games out there that I just never, ever have gotten around to playing. And probably mm, a lot of games yeah. that I'll never get around to playing just because there are so many, so many great games out there. And so, not even mm. just great games sometimes, just games that are just intriguing. Mm-hmm. I fell not into the fucking the El- Elden I fell into the fucking Elden Ring hole there when I was there. Oh, I'm waiting on Elden Ring. I, I'm going to stream it at some point. Oh, man. But I want to have a, I don't want to I know Elden Ring is a big game and a very pretty looking game, and I don't mm. exactly want to play it on my 570. I want to, <laughs> I, I'm, I want to get a better GPU before I try to touch that game. Fair enough. Because it might be fine just playing it offline, but streaming it's going to add an extra hurdle into that as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I probably will have to crank it way down, and I don't want to do that. But I guess if you're playing on PS5, it's, it'd be fine. Oh playing? yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. That it, it PS5 just gets mm. zero fucks about that game. <laughs> How is Elden Ring? 
Um, so, like, the, the open world part of it is interesting, because, like, mm. yes, there's just a bunch of RAM shit you just find. Sure. Um, and sure, there are new things in it that weren't in other Souls games. Like but at the end of the day, game. yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's it's a Souls game. Sure. And like, <laughs> and I know a lot of people made it out to be like this big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, there are some aspects of it that are pretty cool. But like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just it's just open world Dark Souls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, from what I've seen of it, I don't know how From Software did it. They just translated Dark Souls into open world. Yeah. And like just, the, a lot of the environments they made are fucking pretty as shit. Mm. Like I can't, I can't, I, I can't even begin to praise them for that. Some of the areas in there are amazing looking, mm. um, and some and some of the new spells and stuff look super cool. And a lot of the, yeah. the new gear looks super nice. But like again, like if you played literally any other from software game, and <laughs> you could just reapply the same principle. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I've seen, it seems like you know you have this open world. And there are things that happen in the open world, but there are points where it will just turn into a regular Souls game. Like when you're in like, you know, you'll go into like some dungeon somewhere or like certain areas. Yeah. And if if someone just said this is a this is Dark Souls 4, it wouldn't seem out of place. Yep. Which, look, I, From Software has somehow, without making an open world game in... Have they made an open world game? I have no idea. I'm trying to think back on that. I don't think... Now, you wouldn't call King's Quest open... No, I don't think they've ever made an open world game. But they somehow managed to do it and then do it better than everybody else. <laughs> the If I have one complaint about yes. the fact that it is open world, and it's not really like a place to be bitching about it, mm. is... Uh, so, the other Dark Souls games... Like, sure, there would, to some extent, be, like, some different paths you could take. Yes. But for the most part, it was kind of like a, not, I would call it linear, but mostly linear trick. I think that's fair, and, yeah. and there wasn't, yeah. And there wasn't, like, many opportunities to just, like, wander into the area that you have the business being into and getting your ass stomped. Well, that's a really bad problem sometimes. In other <laughs> you could just, okay, so the starting area you start at. Mm-hmm. There is a, like a, a region, country, like, off to the right of it. Yeah. That if you wander in there and you're probably not already maybe, like, 20 or 30 hours into it, you'll get your fucking ass kicked super right. quick by, like, in, like, one or two hits from just the random trash that are just there <laughs> in the area. I think, okay. Dark Souls 1 definitely has some of those cases. Like, if you yes, go I'm, to the catacombs, you will die. Yeah, you, you die. Um, but besides the catacombs, it's pretty straight. Ah, uh, the Drakes as well. If you go to the oh, bridge yeah, with the true. Drakes and you you yeah. don't realize they're there, um, but usually you won't get there unless you grab the like unless you pick the key as your starting item. But nobody mm. picks unless it's your you've played the game before. You don't pick the key. You think mm. the key's useless. Um, mm. but yeah. It's only the catacombs and the drakes in Dark Souls 1 that really caused that problem. Dark Souls 2, I I don't fucking remember anything about that game. I've... <laughs> I never played that one, so I don't know you that shouldn't. one. You um, shouldn't. It, okay, 
Dark Souls 2 would be fine as a game if it wasn't Dark Souls 2. Like, that's the problem. Like, it, it's part of the Souls series and it's following Dark Souls 1. So it has to be Dark Souls again. and it's, Or just better. Or just different in some way that's enjoyable. But it's like, mm. this is not... What is this game? Like, I don't understand. Like, this is not Dark Souls 2. Like, wh- why is this a Dark Souls 2? <laughs> um, we can just... Look, Dark Souls 3 is Dark Souls 2. That's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> I I can see that being a problem in, in an open world game. Because unless you did level scaling, which would sort of break the entire point of a Souls game, mm-hmm. you have to have areas like that. Mm-hmm. Um... Whenever you play those games, do you usually like pick like a certain class, or are you just wretch? <laughs> I you just do the wretched. I generally, my first playthrough, generally go with the knight, mm. but I usually do like a minimum five playthroughs. Mm. I always, I only pick knight because knight is on the box. And I don't pick mm. sorcerer because sorcery is always broken. <laughs> I think. Okay, so I've played Dark Souls one, three, and Elden Ring. Yes. I'm pretty sure every single time I pick Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I part out with the basic bitch. Mm-hmm. I I I like to try out all the other starting points. Like it's always fun to see what like where you can take the game, like, how how you can make your builds and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But I've seen some crazy, crazy magic builds in Elden Ring. Because it was bad oh, in man. Dark Souls 1, and it was bad in Dark Souls 2, and it was bad in Dark Souls 3. But Elden Ring, there are so many spells, and it's, you know, from software games that aren't well known for being balanced. Like nah, there are, not really. You can sort of have combinations of stuff that just break stuff. Like, there's this laser spell. I have no idea what it's called. But, like, mm-hmm. it will melt bosses. I, I see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, who was it? Was it Spiffing Brit basically did a video about, like, cheesing Elden Ring by speedrunning to be able to use that spell and then basically mm-hmm. like, one-shotting, like, a fucking boss that's right there that you normally have to be, like... <laughs> Maybe damn near level 100 and I get your fucking cheeks clapped by normally. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what From Software does from here. There is uh, There are some rumors that they're going to make another Metalcore game. Make it another what? Oh, you don't know about this. Um, not not Metalcore. What the fuck's the game called? It's me- not Metalcore. Yeah, no, wait, no, what the fuck's the game called? From, fuck, did I get the name wrong? Um, what the fuck? No, that's not the game. Armored Core. Me- no, wet in metal <laughs> Metal Core. Armored wait, Core. Are the- wait, are they ones that made armor? I didn't know they made armor. Yeah, yeah. Armored oh, Core is from software. I'll be all over that shit. I'll be all over like a horse fly on shit. There are rumors that they are—they've got an Armored Core game in the works. Oh, I would love it. Which I'm very curious to see what modern From Software is going to do. Because the <sighs> last—when was the last Armored Core game? I uh, think there was one on the 360. Armored I don't know if there's been one after that. 
Armored Core 5 was in 2012. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, From hasn't released a new Armored Core game since 2013 when Armored Core Verdict Day hit PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So it's been almost a decade since mm. the last Armored Core game. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I'm very, I've never played an Armored Core game, but it looks neat. Yeah, I, I've played... A buddy of mine played Armored Core 2 way too fucking much. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, and he got me into playing it a fair bit. And he mm. he just played... <laughs> he just tried way too hard to make, like, <laughs> this cheesiest fucking shit in the and that sort of that sort of mentality is kind of perfect for modern from software. Yeah. Like just think about like how broken a mage build in Elden Ring can be compared to like mm-hmm. hey, if we have this mech that's incredibly customizable, how how much can this how crazy can this get? The uh the one that they mentioned, I actually played that game mm. a little bit. And they had this um this interesting multiplayer mode where you would go in the squads and it was usually like one squad was defending and the other one was attacking. Yeah. And there would usually be people who were in like pre-made squads, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they had some pretty interesting ways you could build your armor core out in that one. Like there was usually one that almost every single team I saw had like I don't know, I, I want to call it like a support mm-hmm. build. Or like the 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 fucking Zilla got tank treads and Lily has an artillery cannon. <laughs> if you get anywhere with his firing, you're like, <laughs> I hope you fucking dodge that because if you didn't, your ass is gonna hurt. Oh my god. Oh, that sounds crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. If that is, if they actually are making. I'm. Very- mm-hmm. Weapons you can use in that one because. <laughs> oh man, you could. I can like imagine some of the jank shits you can use. <laughs> well, I think that's as good a point to end as any. We're closing in on yeah. like two and a half hours. Yeah. This went by real quick. My camera has it been desynced for the past couple of hours, and I apologize to the video watchers if I don't fix it. If I do, then uh, ignore everything that I just said. But we'll see. Anyway, where can people find you? What are you doing online at this point? Anything? Oh, I'm still on, you know, I'm still you on YouTube. If you have, uh, I guess, Go and FFmpeg questions, you know, <laughs> just just go to, just search my name on YouTube. I'll pop up. Or, uh, I still have my personal site, dollfury.xyz, uh, mm. where I. Uh, occasionally post blog posts that are basically written versions of some of the older videos I talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. Is there an ETA on when the channel will be back? Um, it's the it's definitely not going to be before the first week of August because the aforementioned I found interesting problems about my house. Uh, right. Sure. That's not getting fixed until after the first week of August. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, but then I can actually lay down network cable to not stream off of Wi-Fi, and then I should be fucking good to go. Awesome. Um, Anything else to shout out? Are you good? Uh, 
I guess if you're looking for artwork to get done, y'all should go check out. Uh, my wife has a site now for art stuff. Ooh. It's uh, jawboneart.com. I will be sure to leave that in the description down below yeah. as well. Um, I, to I totally didn't make that site with card. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody uses card at this point. It's fine. Uh, cool. Um, as for me, my main channel is Brody Robinson. I do Linux videos. I've got a gaming channel, Brody Robinson Plays. Uh, stream twice a week. Other days, upload YouTube shorts. And if you are watching the video version, the audio version is available basically anywhere you can find audio podcasts. iTunes, Google, whatever Google's thing is. Wherever you can find podcasts. And there's an RSS feed. All that's in the description down below. And the video version is on YouTube. I think it's just on YouTube right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got any, uh, final words to say? Got a purdy mouth. <laughs>